0: Welcome to Vanguard Garage Gaming, my name's Rhys and I'm joined by Monty and we are your Vanguards for Conquest A Last Argument of Kings by Parabellum. Mate, how you doing?
1: Ah, oh, so well Rhys, so well. Hello, uh, hello everyone around the world uh, and everyone tuning in. Really, really pleased to be here.
0: Yeah, and now this one is an incredibly special episode. Um, all the stars aligned, you know, the constellations and the planets were exactly where they should be. And the tribal drums began to pound in the background. Uh, we are bringing you a Wadrun faction focus today. Oh boy. Now, before (laughs) I start dumping
1: my absolute unbelievable joy at (laughs) coming through this faction and, and bringing it to you. I just want to paint everyone a picture. I knew this would be a long haul. I've got a well-brewed cup of tea just waiting to perk me up. I've had a long, long day. Um, next to my cup of tea, I've got a freshly cracked bottle of beer just just <laughs> to transition into. And behind them all, I've got a pint-sized glass of water because, of course, listeners, it's important to stay hydrated. Um, <laughs> and, look, it's all, it's all here. I feel like a Boy Scout getting everything ready and i am not sorry in any way shape or form because this is got to be fantastic
0: it's going to be good now we have everything obviously to look at and this is going to be a huge step forward for conquest um the Wadron bring about the first of the army special rules and we're going to go really really in depth into how that is meant to operate how it does operate, how the army works around it, um, and then we're going to go through the, the, um, the units, the regiments and the heroes that are getting released first, and then we'll start to touch on some other things, a bit like we did with our, our previous faction focuses we did back in you know, our early days of, uh, of the, the podcast, and we want to sort of just touch on a few different ones, um, and then we'll probably come back... Um, fairly quickly after this once you've all listened to this episode with sort of more compact thoughts on um, the different characters and different units that will operate um, we'll more than likely um, get a character focus out very quickly for you guys just so that as the stuff starts to rock up at your door because we are in pre-order period at the moment for these things um, you have sort of an understanding of where the units can go and where your warbands can go Absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: look, we we discussed this quite in depth and huge thank you to Parabellum for releasing these rules early. We're actually recording a little bit earlier than we normally do, uh, mm. just, in case, just so everything is tip top and ready to go. Yep. Um, and look, <clears throat> we sort of discussed, you know, what do we want to do for this sort of reveal show? You know, hashtag hot off the press. Do we want to become guy that reads book? Uh, for those who follow a different system, you, you might <laughs> understand that reference. Um, do we want to become, you know, that sort of style? And, and I think we both agree that we want to follow in our own footsteps and, and our own identity is, I guess, the, the factual focus that we do. Keep it pretty much contained to Wave 1, Wudrun. Um, mm. Explain all the rules, explain the artefacts, go right deep. keep it to wave one because I mean, I could literally sit here for six or seven hours and dissect this, this army list and dissect the combinations and the various tactical nuances that it brings because it is, it is full on. Um. Yeah, there is,
0: there is a lot and we're, we're going to have to probably natter on quite a lot about a few really important parts of the faction before, before you even start to remotely understand what, the whole army does, because it's very integral the way that everything lines up. Um, and Parabellum have done an amazing job with this army. It's probably one of the most polished um, factions on release that I've ever seen in any game ever. So I'm really, I'm really keen to see um, feedback start coming through once people have gotten the models, built the models, and played a couple of games, because. The Wave 1 releases are great, because they give you the perfect starting ground, and then the next um, Wave, which I think will be up for pre-order in a month, and then available the following month, adds the last few things that give you a little bit of variety, but also stay really, really strong in the way the faction works.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've got so much to unpack. I mean, strap it, ladies and gentlemen, strap it is all I'm going to say, but... In terms of commentary about the the actual unit quality in this wave one release, you're a hundred percent right. It's they're all fantastic. There is absolutely no chaff. There is absolutely no duds in the mix. Um, every single unit coming out is a viable tactical option yeah. that you can play in, in, in a top table game. The and almost I mean I'm just going to say almost army wide that is the case, and it really is that the entire list is polished and as you said um you know it's the, it's the most complete army rules that you've ever read on release and look I, I i probably would say i'd agree with you it's just the internal balance
0: is sublime yeah they've done a good job now let's 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 get cracking mate because we've got so much to cover yeah okay we so could we could natter on i agree <laughs> all right <laughs> now the important thing that we're going to start with is the army rule for the Wadrum. Now, this rule, I know it's been spoken about a bit in especially the hobby hangouts that Parabellum have been doing um, lately. Plus, I think it's been mentioned a few times in the Discord in a very broad sense. But the way their army rule, or what their army rule is, is it's called the War Chant. Now, it's it, it, it's not even a thing that's just in the game. It's actually part of your list building. That this war chant comes into its you know its first iteration. So, when you build your army for Wadron, you have to look at the way your army's structured. So every single warband you take, so character in the four unit, the four regiments within their warband, all have to pick a cult. Now there's three cults. Well technically there's four, but there's three cults you can pick, which is Famine, Death, and War. Now you pick the cult. The whole warband is that cult, character, and um, regiments combined. Now, the, the there is some rules, special rules, some relics and stuff like that that will change either characters or regiments to different cults, but your whole warband will be dedicated to one to start. Now, the only exception is monsters, and there's a special rule called unsung that some of the regiments have, which means that they don't benefit from being... They're still part of the warband's choice, but they don't benefit in any way, shape, or form from this ability. Now, that sounds like a lot to take in, but it once you've sort of written a list a couple of times, it tends to make... You, you, can, you can usually build a warband to suit a purpose. Would you not agree, Monty? Oh,
1: look, absolutely. And I think you know, before we go further with with describing how it works and how you build your list and whatnot, look, we'll just give a 20 words or less overview because, you know, you will, this is a war, th- th- you know, we've alluded to this particular army rule, um, you know, in, in a couple of different episodes, you know, I'm sure everyone knows, look, the, the vanguards worldwide uh, have been engaged in a lot of sort of alpha, beta testing of this army rules and, and probably why it's so polished, Um, you know, just to, just to give ourselves props there. Um <laughs> And and look, you know, this is the this is the thing that makes this army tick, and this is what is is both amazingly powerful and also very technical to understand. So, just I guess to dumb it down so that. Um,
0: oh, Monty, you've gone.
1: Oh, am I gone? Oh, am I still
0: here? Oh, there you are. That was weird. Hello. Hello. <laughs>
1: Hello.
0: <laughs> I don't know what happened there. That was um, very bizarre.
1: I've returned. I became Woodrun briefly, and, and I've returned. Um, <laughs> so what I will say, I will say, so basically to, to, not to dumb it down, but just to give a real simplistic overview. Basically, every time you draw a regiment card, okay, when they're on the battlefield, so this doesn't work when they're arriving on reinforcements, but when they're on the battlefield, they're in play, and you draw that regiment's card, including characters. You draw the card, you get given a token. So you get given a uh a, a a song note in this war chant. Okay, think of this as like building a melody. So you get given a bass note or or a treble note, or you know, if you want it musical, that's sort of how you roll. But you get given a, a step, which you place in the chant marker. Uh now, based on how you build your army you could essentially choose what notes that you can you can gather by basically drawing your cards when you draw enough cards and when you build a big enough chant so you can you know the the, the minimum that you need um to start uh singing a song or, or, or war chant is three uh, you can go up to four so basically um once you oh, hit hang on reach. I'm going
0: quickly going to quickly hop in cuz you can do it as soon as you've got 2 and your maximum is 3 cuz your 4 is your fanatic stuff
1: Oh yes of course you can of course you can <laughs> my mistake
0: um yes of course so yeah so t-
1: 2 and then 3 so once you have two tokens you can then basically spend your tokens when you draw the card to then get a buff okay these buffs are great and they're really strong. Uh, we'll go through what the different buffs are um, and we'll go through how they sort of interact uh, through the piece. Uh, but essentially know that you've got four different, um, essentially, charts. You've got famine, death, war, and conquest. They sort of correspond to the the gods that, that you know, that you're, you're devoted to. And each of them have sort of stacking stacking buffs on this table that, sort of give you cumulative benefits, the more markers that you you use. So the more sort of songs in the in the so notes in the song you you chant, the, the bigger the the payout, so to speak. Yep. Um so yeah, look, it, it is a bit of a, it, and this is one where you'll, you'll hear us talk about it, bumble our way through it. <laughs> that the best advice I could give you is to just look at this chart. Read the rules for the war chance read the chart again, read the rules again, read the chart again. And after about four or five repetitions, it will sink in. And then once you get it, you'll never lose it. And it's actually incredibly simplistic on the table once you, I guess you just once you get familiarize yourself with how it works and and, and what sort of buffs you accumulate. So, you know, since we've been playing, the first time we played it, both of us had just a a, a head-scratching look in our face the whole time.
0: Yeah, um, getting, getting used to it does take a little bit um, because you need to be aware that every time you draw a card, before you do anything else, before you do draw events, before anything, you place a marker in your sequence. So you draw a unit, say it's dedicated to famine. As soon as you draw that card, you go, oh, it's a unit for famine. You put a famine marker down. Then you start to resolve everything else, draw events, and then you do your actions and then you move on. Um and yeah, getting into the habit of going, i oh, because you know we've played for ages, like over a year now with our armies, where you you know the next card that's coming and you just draw it, place it next to the unit, and do your thing. But you need to be aware with the Wadron that when you draw that card, um, you have to place that marker because the the the, the follow up to how Monty was explaining it before is as soon as you hit three markers, you have to chant the battle cry. So. Um, you know, it's the, basically every third unit, uh, you know, ignoring obviously monsters and uh, unsung units, will pulse this battle cry, um, and the, and their regiment will gain the buffs that are listed in the table. Uh, but and, if you... and,
1: and characters and characters. So monsters, uh, characters will just um, you'll you'll add a token. Um, you'll have to sort of jimmy around to make sure there's only three yeah. in there. Um, but, but they won't they won't sort of pulse it. It only works
0: for regiments. Yeah, so the character, the characters will give you a token, but they don't have to chant the battle cry. Um, and if you would go over three, you just pick one of your old ones, get rid of it, place a new one equal to the, the character, because it's only ever a character that's going to cause you to hit that point. Um, so you'll just have to, and again, this is one of those things where you, reading it word for word is one thing, playing it out takes a little bit of getting used to, and then it all makes sense. Um, now, once the important thing, right, is once you've got your three tokens, you then chant the battle cry, or obviously you can do it if you've got at least two, but it follows the same concept. So, what you do is, and Monty mentioned it before, there's the fourth cult which you can't dedicate a warband to, but there are some special rules and some units that worship it, which is the cult of conquest. Now, a conquest marker gets placed on the conquest track, but when you would chant the battle cry, you have to take the conquest markers you have and place them on any other cult. So they basically transform into the other cult markers. And then it's from there- card. Yeah, exactly. It's a wild card. It can be used for anything. Um, and then after that point, you then choose to either chant the battle cry that uh, the, the unit belongs to, uh, or the, the yeah the regiment belongs to, and you discard the th- up, up to the three tokens. And then it gets the benefits cumulative cumulatively down the table or they can choose to uh, chant conquest which means you have to discard at least one chant marker from each cult or from different cults to gain the bonus and then you get rid of any excess if you if you had any excess to um markers so that's the way it works you chant your battle cry you chant conquest you pick or you pick what which one you want to do you gain the buffs and then those are active until the end of uh until the regiment's next activation actually so um that's an important thing to to note because there are a couple of the abilities that are really really good and they don't just they don't just stop at the end of turn they carry through until your next until you next activate that regiment
1: absolutely and look if those listening at home I'm just scratching a noggining thing. What are these two idiots talking about? Uh, look, you'd be absolutely reasonable to say that. That's it's very complicated and, and talking about it on a podcast probably isn't with this particular, this particular part of the army probably isn't the, the ideal medium by which to educate and, and, and sort of discuss it. So look, please do read it, try to digest it. We'll go through the table right now and, and, and what that what mean, but we'll try to add real word examples and look again, even if you are scratching your head, that's normal because I think this faction does take a bit more top level thinking to to really maximise and 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 as we were sort of discussing in our in our sort of preview and our, our, our first thoughts is is you know it, it does if you don't put the thinking into it you know it, it's actually not really going to perform because if you don't get because as Rhys said you are you have to chant and you have to use up your tokens and get the buff for the third card that you draw, or the third regiment that you draw. And of course, if that's a regiment that is not active in the battle, or if that's, say, a, a unit that won't really use the buffs that you're giving it, well, it's a, it's a, it's a waste to draw. You've, you've lost that entire bonus, and you have to start building it from scratch. So there is there is intricate play involved getting the order of activations. There's intricate play involved uh, from the end of the previous turn to the start of the next turn, because the play basically is, you know, as with anything, you know, when you have things engaged, you want to try to get the turn, try to get priority, and then you want to try and hit first with the thing that will do the most damage. And and so to avoid taking damage, you know, you want to basically dictate the priority order and, and, and combat yeah. order. So the way that these buffs work is that you tr- you, you really want to try and, and and place tokens at the end of your last turn so that come around the first activation of your next turn, you've got the tokens you need to go ham. Yep.
0: Yeah, exactly. If you planning ahead for your next turn so that you've got two tokens sitting there and your your first card is the unit you really want to amp up, um, takes a lot of finesse. Um... There are a few really, really good ways of doing, like to to getting to that point, but obviously it's going to be incredibly dependent on how well you've stacked that command deck, how well the turn's gone, realistically speaking, um, in regards to, you know, keeping and losing units, um, and how your opponent has sort of been able to sort of foresee what you're about to do. Because if they can, you know, make the best of a worse situation and be like, oh, that unit's about to get amped up to to all Christ, let's stay away from that and do something else, then it might, you know, completely hinder what you've built your entire turn to do. So it's it's one of those things where you've got to plan the whole turn, two turns beforehand, but you also need to be (laughs) aware that your opponent will be doing the same thing as to what you're about to do. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent.
1: And, and then look, I, I'm you know it is play aroundable to a degree. It's also very flexible in that you know these buffs are army wide and certain ones of them, certain ones of them. Sorry, I can't speak today. Certain <laughs> certain ones are universal. Um, yep. You know, very very good for almost everything. So you know sometimes there's not a bad pick, and you can you can buff anything. Uh, sometimes, as as Rhys said, you can. If you're the a clever opponent, you could really put a spanner in the works by sort of making them use a unit to blow the, the chant on that probably is suboptimal. Mm. But look, let's not beat around the bush. Reese, let's go through. Good sir. Run us through the very first category of this amazingly complicated battle cry track,
0: and that is famine. <laughs> Excellent. All right, cool. So famine, right? So we were talking about it before, but we'll explain a little bit more now. So you've got three tiers of the chant. So tier one, tier two, tier three. Nice and simple. Tier one requires two markers. So you need to have at least two markers of the cult that you're you're about to or the ability you're about to pulse for it to even even go off. If you've got one marker in three different things, you're gonna you're gonna struggle. And that's why the wild card of conquest comes in handy. But Uh, For two markers, if you are worshipping the Cult of Famine, when the regiment would count as Inspired, it gains plus two Clash instead of plus one. So this ability is super, super strong for your combat units because as soon as you make that charge, or if you're already in combat and you Inspire, your Clash value goes up by two. Really, really good for two markers. Now, Tier 2 is three markers so as i explained before this time you just need the extra marker and the regiment gets plus two to their charge distance which in this game is super super good and especially with some of the units that we'll get to down the down the track really amazing now tier three is an interesting one so we mentioned that you have to cap out at three markers um and tier three requires four markers now this is incredibly specific to several units in the army, um, as well as um, there's a relic, I believe, that, that lets you get here. But basically, out again, Monty. Did you drop that? Uh, okay, cool. Cool. It did, but it made a weird noise, so I just wasn't sure. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so tier three can only be gotten to by a unit with the Fanatic special rule. Now, Fnatic means you basically count as one extra marker, which is how you get to your four markers. Now, what tier three for Famine is, is the Regiment gains Flurry. If I already had Flurry, they get Cleave plus one instead. Mm. Super solid. Mm-hmm. Super, super solid, good. super strong. Um, and it's just, it's so good because even just... You look at because so basically the easiest way to look at it is you look at tier one and tier two for your army, and then tier three is you is very specialised, but just in those two tiers alone, you're giving a unit plus two charge and plus two clash, phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah, really, really good, really, really good. It's and look before we go through Fabian, I just wanted to to quickly rehighlight some important um, sort of FAQs with 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 this particular track. So. Number one, uh, it is cumulative. So if you if you chant the middle line, so the tier two of this watch tr- of this battle cry track, you get the benefits from tier one and tier two. So you don't have to pick and choose; you get them both. Now, the if you if you happen to blow the tier three, it means you get all three of them. So you get the the, the first, the second, and the third. So you get a huge payoff uh, when you get that off. Um, and so in famine. You know, that would be you get, you know, plus one Clash on inspired You get the plus two Charge Distance. You get the Flurry special rule. And if you already have Flurry, you get plus one Cleave, which is just so good. Yeah. Um, and look, before we go any further as well, I just want to uh, further highlight what reset said about Fnatic. Uh, look, the Fnatic special rule is, is a new special rule added in uh, with this army release. Basically, think of it as, like, just the, the most dedicated of Disciples to their particular sort of you know God their, their particular cult so uh, only that the, the, there are some really elite um, regiments in this particular army list that uh, are devoted enough and and, and their elite units that are able to get this particular special rule uh, and there's also a relic that we'll discuss later that allows that regiment to access the fanatic special rule so the it, it it's you as we said you basically do consider the war track basically m- most of the time it's the first two lines that the third line is incredibly strong and and it's sort of reserved those sort of elite units but of course you know you are paying the point cost to access those so that you know mm. they're, they're more expensive by comparison so but, you know, we'll get into that later but yeah i just wanted to sort of clarify how that worked and, and that how the interaction worked and you know you you can certainly try to build your army around that fanatic rule. There are certain builds where you can you can try to you know hit that tier three all the time. Um, and, and there are sort of you know pros and cons and blah blah. blah. Like, you, you, there's about seven thousand different builds to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. a, as, a, and and counting. Um, so look, you know, we'll go on. So anything anything you want to say about famine, mate? It will, anything tickles your fancy with this one?
0: Famine is kind of like an all-rounder so when you when you're building your warband if there's a warband you're build like this isn't really dedicated to any one thing in particular it's it's just one of those things you could just put on a unit now obviously it's very heavily sided to combat warbands um and it, it's also really really good for fast warbands so uh, a unit that's coming out early is your raptor riders this works great with them because it makes them hit harder and it also get, makes them super, super fast. So, when you, and this is sort of what it comes down to when you're building your wadron list, is you need to be aware of what each unit does because you need to be aware of what each unit's going to get buffed by um, and sort of build it accordingly. But no, Famine is just really solid. Um, if you're not, sh- it's also a really, really good one to start learning the army with because it gives you some really, really simple buffs.
1: I'd completely agree. I think famine is a great place to start the first few games. I, I would probably recommend having famine as just your army-wide selection, because you know, again, to, to further emphasise what we said earlier, you know, when you make your your army list, you do select which one of these your warband is dedicated to. So you can you can easily just say, yep, both of my characters or all three of my characters in this list are famine. Each one under them are also famine. Um, and then every time you draw a card, it's just Famine. So it just keeps it easy. Um, you don't have to sort of try and, and, and become an accountant and mix and match different, different ones to try to, you know, get, get the orders. because I mean, you can do that. You can certainly get some really strong combinations that way. But again, that just comes into the complexity of as you learn the army, you can start to tinker with that as it goes on. But yeah, I agree with you, mate. First, first up, play Famine. Easiest one, simplest one. And it's just pretty universal, really. Yep, exactly.
0: That's And that's exactly it. It's just a really good one to start with. It's really easy to get the hang of, and it works really well for just about everything in the army. nice. Mm. how about, since I've done Famine, you hop on the next one, and you run us through the Death.
1: The Lord of Death.
0: The Lord of I'm death.
1: happy to be Lord of Death. that is my middle name. <laughs>
2: um,
1: now, the Tier 1, so the first Tier needs two markers to be able to, to chant this particular battle cry. Simple, the regiment gains plus one clash. Okay. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Tier 2, so three markers, the regiment gains the flawless strikes special rule. So for those without the rulebook in front of them, flawless strikes means that natural rolls of a one when you are, you know, uh, rolling to hit, uh, have this smite special rule. So the smart special rule basically means that you, your opponent doesn't get a defensive saves. So their defense counts as zero when a, uh, you know, when it when affected by smart, they can still get an evade roll. So just inter- interesting, FYI. So if you have an evade roll, you can still still get a save, uh, but just not against defense. So, I mean, that's super good. Yeah, it's
0: really good. Nice and easy to start with.
1: Yeah, super, super good, super killy. Uh, pretty, pretty much what it says on the tin. Um, and now tier three. So this is four markers. So this can only be achieved either, uh, and and you know, we'll go into it a little bit later. But either by, okay, yeah, you know, I'm not going to go into it right now. But <laughs> this particular rule is the regiment gains the deadly blades special rule.
0: Yep. Oh, mama. It's great. It's super, super, super good for your tier 3 bonus because you just straight up give a unit, no matter what it is, as long as it can get to that tier 3, it just gains so much more output against those heavier infantry brute cavalry and monster units. Because Deadly Blades, for anybody that that is 100% sure or not familiar with it, is if you inflict a hit on a unit with more than one wound, each hit is two wounds
2: yeah
1: so exactly so if you're hitting anything that is uh, a brute anything that's double wound infantry anything that's cavalry any monster every damage is basically double damage yeah so it's it's, and, and every one of them calls a resolve check too so it's it's in its current form deadly blades is incredibly strong um and, look, it makes the Death Track an incredibly appealing option for just a go ham and kill
0: stuff list. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's um, it's it's where the Death Track is very much a, hey, I really need to mash face, and this track will let you do it. With a couple of really good units, um, you'll be laughing because the plus one clash is solid. So whereas with Famine gives you inspired counts as two instead of one this just gives you straight up plus one clash so you're still getting the same um as if you were famine basically but because it's an inherent clash value things like your impact hits go up um because your base clash goes up by one um not just inspire
1: Exactly, and I know there's there's a 100 Kingdoms Artifact that says that the, you, the regiment you're in contact with can, can never count as inspired. So mm. that will directly counter the Famine uh, buff because they can't be inspired, they can't get any benefit from that, uh, whereas the Death Track just inherently gives you a plus one Clash, so it gets around that um, and gives you the same benefit. So yeah, brilliant, I, I really like it. Super simple, uh, super strong. It's just it's just a, a, a universal plus one Clash on two markers every second card. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it all day.
0: Exactly. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Nice and good. Um, it's fantastic. Mate, what Brilliant. other thoughts have you got on, on death or or is that about all?
1: Oh, it's, I mean, you can't see me right now, but I've got a smile on my face. Um, <laughs> death is It's pretty good. Dude, I'm just, I'm just gonna leave it there. Uh, we'll 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 unpack it a bit later on when we talk about some of the units and some of the combos and options. Uh, but yeah, look, big smile on on Monty's face. Death is good.
0: <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Now, the next track is the war track. So any regiment or any war band that that pledges to the cult of war, this is what you'll get. So tier one for two markers. The regiment immediately performs a free rally or Combat Rally Action. Obviously, it says as appropriate, which makes sense. If you're in combat, it's Combat Rally. If not, you're outside. Done. If the Regiment was not broken, it instead gains the Bastion Drawer Event. Phenomenal. Uh, especially for two markers. Nice and easy. Really good on some units we'll cover a bit later. Now, Tier 2, three markers. The Regiment gains plus two resolve, and the Cleave 1 Special Rule until the start of its next activation. Again, this the 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 war track is giving you the like super inc- insane defense stats and also increasing your offensive stats with that cleave. Now it gets better when you hit tier three. So for the four markers, hits caused by this regiment's counter attack special rule also have the smite special rule. If the regiment did not have counter attack, it instead gains that special rule. Now counterattacks a new rule. Um, we'll cover it in a in a bit because it's it's a lot to unpack. Um, but basically, the first part of it is if you already have counterattack, you you gain smite on ones, which is um, so if you roll a one for the counterattack, like I said, we'll explain that a bit later and make more sense. Um, but it means that they don't get a they don't get a defense save against it. They just cop. They just cop the hit from counter attack. If you don't have it, you gain counter attack, and now you're able to to perform that save. Wow, it's it's such a good all comers track, the war track, because it it's it's defensive with the bastion, it's offensive with the cleave, um, it's defensive with the resolve, and then it's defensive with counter attack, but offensive if you already have it because you get that smite special rule
1: yeah absolutely look this is one where we let's just go through it again because to be honest there's so much text and there's so much to unpack here for a start if you are coming into the game new with the withdrawn and you're listening to us for a start welcome <laughs> thanks for listening in we'd love to have you uh the bastion Draw event simply says when you draw the card that regiment gets plus one defense until it, its next activation or oh, sorry no to the end of the round so the end of this yeah, particular end time. of the round yeah end of the round. So uh, you get plus one defense. So instantly, if you're not broken, of course, if you are broken, you get a free rally, which is also good. Um, plus one defense for two markers, fantastic. Phenomenal, yep. phenomenal sort of consistent, usable by every single regiment in the army. Um, everyone loves getting Bastion. It just helps to make you a little bit tankier mm. um, and, and just really, really good. Number two, plus two resolve and the cleave one special rule. So let's just set let's just put it like a it's almost like a tier two and a tier two point five. So let's just like (laughs) slash a line (laughs) through it and go tier two, the regiment gets plus two resolve. For a start, that's phenomenal. So plus one defense and plus two resolve. All of a sudden you were taking way less casualties with just those two those two things active. So I mean, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Now let's address the other one and the cleave one special rule until the start of its next activation. Yep. What do you think of that Reese?
0: It's great. <laughs> now it's, 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 it's one of those things. Cause Monty and I were doing play testing and that cleave one didn't used to be there, but when that cleave one got added, hot oh, damn, that was a, uh, that was a really, really nice change and it completely changed up the way the war track was because it was one of those ones where you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, cool stuff. It's a defensive track. And now you look at it and go, ooh, but Cleave 1 is very, very good. Um, and it is very, very good. So it's one of those things, right, where it's, you know, you're not losing anything and you're gaining this amazing rule that just just pumps up every unit that it hits.
1: Exactly, exactly. I'd say war for me it's it's got to have my nod as as just just top dog purely because of the the tactical flexibility it has. It's universal. It's it's unbelievable and, and look it is it is important to know that the cleave one special rule, it's not cleave plus 1. Uh it's just cleave one. So mm. if your unit already has cleave, they gain nothing from that additional Mm. Um. So this again, well, you know, what we, what, well, what I wanted to sort of unpack a little bit later in the show was, I guess, ways that you might start building a list, or ways that you might approach having a look at how you formulate your war bands And I think you've got two different options with the uh, which will make sense a little bit later. You've essentially you can you can build your list based on what regiments you want in it, and then. Based on what regiments you want, you can then go, right, what sort of battle cry or what sort of what what dedication cult should I use to get the most out of what I've got? Mm. Or you can go, right, I wanna be war. I wanna have an army of war. How can I build a list that maximizes the efficiency I get out of this particular chant buff? Um, so you know, how do I get a list that that you know the the defense and the resolve boost makes them much much better and they don't have cleave so now they have cleave one and so they're phenomenal now that just the the value of those units have risen massively yep. um so i guess they're the two tactical choices and and you know we'll as i said we'll, we'll discuss a little bit later but yeah that's you know war amazing unbelievable and as you said, Reese, you know, counterattack, it's probably it's probably the ideal time to really dive into counter-attack for, for those still listening. Um, because <laughs> we are we are talking about you know, strap it, because you know this is this is just striking the iceberg. So look, counter-attack essentially means every time the regiment with the special rule counter-attack rolls defensive dice. So any time you are in contact with them and they roll defensive dice, um, every natural one is a hit back to you so the scenario is you've charged me you do 10 successful hits i roll 10 um, defense dice i get three ones after i resolve you know my wounds essentially after i resolve whatever's successful or not successful and, and and resolve you then have to take three hits which you have to roll defense for, because mm-hmm. my ones and my defense roll caused you to be hit. Yeah, um, it's probably as simple as I can explain it. Uh, it's a great rule. It's just extra little chip damage. It's not going to win you a game, but it's just a, a really nice to have, really nice to have thing.
0: Yeah, and bear in mind that with that tier three for war, if your unit already had counter attack, every single one of those ones is just a wound straight back to your opponent. Because it, they gain the Smite special rule on it. So it can it can really turn the tide of a battle when your opponent's like, oh, I'll just quickly do a little bit of damage here. And then you roll your defense dice and you might kill more of them than they kill of you.
1: That has happened in a test game we've had, Reese. Yeah. Um, and it was glorious.
0: <laughs> oh, it's 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 one of those really, like, niche rules where you're like, oh, this won't come up that often in, a, in a in like, a super useful way. But it's just so good to have there, and it can be super useful.
1: Yeah. It's one of those, like, you don't build a list around it. You don't absolutely rely on it. But when it happens, it's just to feel good. Yep. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, look, that's War. Love it. Final thoughts before we go on?
0: Mate, it's good. And it's, it's really good uh, for, I think, one of the warbands that we'll talk about um, or touch on a little bit later um, because it just gives a few of the units in that warband everything they need to become borderline obnoxious. Yeah.
1: I know exactly <laughs> what you talked about, and I agree. It's it's delightful, and I just want to rub my face all over it.
0: Mate. Um, well, yep, with how you. about instead you hit us with the Conquest track?
1: Absolutely. So in our earlier ramblings, we talked about this sort of secret option number four. So the conquest track, basically, you can access it a couple of different ways. So technically, any regiment in the game can access the conquest track. So the way you do it is you need... Different markers from the other tracks to essentially go on the conquest track. So you 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 can't just say have two different famine tokens and then go on the conquest track. You have to have a famine token and a death token to then blow the level two. So does that make yep. sense? You can't have you can't have double ups. So you can have if you have one famine, one death, one war, you can then get the three marker um, uh, usage for conquest because you have three different markers for that. Or if your regiment is dedicated to conquest, which a couple of them are, and there's a couple of sneaky ways to to get that special rule added, you then just naturally draw conquest tokens, which just makes it easy. So taking us away, the tier one benefit for conquest, the regiment and any characters in that regiment gain plus three march while the regiment is resolving a march action super good we'll come back to that (laughs) tier two the regiment gains plus one evasion good super solid yep tier three and this is a very corner case uh quite difficult to achieve this one uh difficult than the other ones but we'll read it through the regiment may perform an additional action in brackets normal rules apply Add one conquest chart marker to the sequence at the end of that regimen's activation.
0: Yep. Okay. That's probably probably important to start with that one and then work our way yeah. back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's like if you're building for conquest,
1: this is what you're looking at. Okay. So, Reese, what? How do you unpack this? What? What? What's your sort of twenty words or less?
0: All right. So. As I sort of alluded to before, and we'll probably have to touch on it after we've done this, but getting to Tier 3 is quite difficult. Getting to Tier 3 Conquest is even more difficult. And I think the fact that it gives you the ability to do three actions with a single regimen is well worth it, because when you get there, it gives you something super powerful that nothing else in the game has. Um, Shy of like free actions and stuff, obviously. But the way this works right is you could march and bear in mind that you would then have the plus 3 from tier 1 and then you could, I don't know, take aim and then perform a volley action. Um, You could inspire, clash, and then charge. Um, You could march, march, march. As far as I'm aware, unless there's a unless there's an FAQ that they do for that, but to my understanding, march is the only thing you can do more than once, not twice. Um, you could take aim, fire, and then march backwards um, or sideways, or you could uh, clash, kill something in combat, take aim, volley. So there's so many different combinations, and it because there's you know, because there is fairly limited numbers of actions, it's just coming up with the correct combination at the time that works for what you're about to do with that regiment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It just massively increases that unit's efficiency, uh, the output that unit can do. Uh, while, you know, parentheses, normal rules apply, so you can't clash twice as, yeah. as recent beautifully pointed out you can't inspire twice to get double the benefit you know you do have to play those normal rules but that flexibility to go you know what i can't make that charge but i'm gonna make this march first with plus three yep and then i'm gonna charge and then i still have enough juice to attack after all of that whereas any other normal regiment would just be able to charge and then stay there yeah and wait for the next turn so it's really strong the, the, that's the that's the strongest example that I can think of purely from a tactical sort of objective based scenario. But the other one, obviously, is, is for triple march. I mean, triple march with plus three is bananas, bananas. Yep. You can go anywhere. You can go board to board with certain regiments. <laughs> um, it's it's great. Um, the yeah, the the inspire clash then charge is super good yeah super good because you can clear whatever's in front of you if if obviously situation depending of course you can clear what's in front of you you can then charge what's behind them to stop them getting on the objective behind you um you could just be a real pain in the butt and that that flexibility is huge yeah so it, it it's a re- they they know it's strong and we know it's strong and everyone knows it's strong and they have made it real hard to get because of that. Um, and you do have to jump through about 70,000 hoops in order to achieve it. But once you do achieve it, I mean, it's just fun. You just play with a smile on your face.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things, right? And then to sort of finish up the conquest track, we go back to tier one, which is you gain plus three March, but it's specific to March actions. So you don't get that plus three to your value when you're um, figuring out how far away a charge is but that's why being able to make say uh, an 8 or 9 inch move and then charge with your 5 or 6 plus a d6 it, especially if you've hit that tier 3 phenomenal but even just having plus 3 march if you've just walked onto the board last turn and then you flip this unit pulse conquest you just just run up the board at that point you'll be you'll be in the middle of the board the turn after and right in your opponent's face and it's cost you nothing because it's just a free ability that goes off.
1: It's it's phenomenal. It's army wide good. And the, the 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 main power of the conquest track is it's it can just be used in any combination of any army. If you need that plus three march, you can work it into your rotation and you can get it when you need it. It's yep. real easy to get. It's not that that tier one is not prohibitive. It's it's actually super easy. Um, and it's just the tactical strength you get from just plus six to a double march is it's just phenomenal it's like we cannot overset it enough it is phenomenal and it's it it just adds to the just the overall package when it comes to the wood ruin that constant access to plus three march if needed um just sings a sweet sweet song to me but yeah look the conquest is great, and the plus one evasion—it's sort of like it's—it's—it's it's, it's a little bit, a little bit sort of tacked on at the end, isn't it? It's sort of like, and the regiment gets a plus one evasion. Woo! All right. Now, what about one and three? <laughs> yeah,
0: but bear in mind, plus one evasion is an amazing special rule, and you just oh, yeah. get it. Like it's one of those things, right? Whereas you're just like, I'm—I'm I'm more interested probably in the plus three much. I know from a from a personal and play testing point of view, I definitely was. The plus one evasion was just handy to have. But the plus three march, phenomenal. So um, now I think it's probably important at this stage to quickly touch on Fnatic before we get too far away from what we've just been talking about. So we mentioned before that the tier three track is quite difficult to get to. And that's because you need four markers when you can only ever get to three. Now, the Fnatic is a special rule and we've said before that it's it's specific to some units, and there's a relic that does it as well. But what Fnatic is, is when a regiment with this special rule chooses a tier bonus on the chant for battle cry, it always counts as having discarded an additional chant marker from the sequence belonging to their own cult to a maximum of four, but may only ever choose their own cult. So it means that if your warband is death, and, this un- and you have a unit in that's fanatic, it has to be death. Um, if, it's, if it's war, it has to be war. If the unit's worshipping conquest, it has to be conquest. So you can't go into any other track. You can only ever pulse the chant that they are running. But the special rule being able to get you to that four is amazing.
1: Yeah. And I'm
0: super glad that they
1: impose that restriction it would have been so it would have just been so oppressive if you could have chosen our uh, tier three from different ones like mm-hmm. it would have just been the the and, and i i can appreciate and and as a bit of a, a higher level overview i can appreciate and, and massive props to parabellum the the work that would have gone into balancing every single regiment in the army list around the battle cry system while trying to get points cost appropriate trying to get upgrades appropriate trying to interplay their interaction versus different relics and masteries and and, and upgrades it, it's 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 practically like you're you're cracking some some bank safe like the code mm. is is unbelievably long there's so many variables and i i honestly think they've done it like the the internal balance is is real tight i it's it's phenomenal it's absolutely phenomenal
0: it's really good they've done a great job it all works um and yeah like monty was just saying the balance is insane because there's so many moving pieces in this faction um that you really need to be aware of what could overtip in some places by giving something a special rule now that's that is their army rule as a uh, it, it, basically and its in its wholesome so the only other thing um is uh like i said before monsters and unsung don't get the benefit of this track so if you if your third unit is an unsung unit nothing happens and then your fourth card would instead be the chant um and monsters are the same they just it just passes them by um there is an upgrade for the monsters. Um, I don't know if it's all the monsters, but there is uh, for some. They can actually worship the cult of conquest. Um, but I don't think they. Sorry, yeah, they don't give you a marker, but they can chant the battle cry. So that's an important thing to to note for the monsters. But the unsung units, none of this really matters to them. But that is just the Wadron's army rule. <laughs> Yeah, it
1: took an hour um, plus to go through it, uh, yeah. and I think we needed to because, in terms of this army's, in terms of this army's tactical uh, battlefield uh, gameplay, it really is about this chant, and it really is about this, this battle cry table, and and you know everything you're doing this is a leading component of your thought process behind your your order activation, behind your movements, behind your calculation of intended damage. You know, everything that you do and, and all the, the, the hundreds of individual choices we make in order to to win a game or, or to, you know, during the game of any war game, you know, this basically takes front and centre. So, mm. you know, when playing this army, uh, new players, don't be discouraged if you feel like you're just not getting it and you feel like it's just not clicking because as I said it is it adds when you're already trying to learn the tactical ins and outs of of what does inspire mean and 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 how do I charge and and, you know how do I flank something you know to add this overlay on top of that is a huge ask for a new player so it it, it is just a I think we just have to acknowledge that elephant in the room we have to say look it is a lot it's gonna take time you need to digest it but once you do and once you get that familiarity it then just adds a massive effort to your bow
0: yep exactly and yeah it's it's um it's probably been said i i I know it's been said a few times in the discord but wadron don't play like orcs in any other any other war game these are these are a new breed of orcs they're super tactical you you really need to be paying attention but don't don't take that as like a daunting run away from the wadron and playing them. Once you've played them a few times, they're super comfortable to use. Um, they're actually quite forgiving at times as well. Um, and you'll you'll have a blast with them because even just our proxy games for playtesting were heaps of fun and everything can just spin on its head from turn to turn.
1: Yeah, exactly. And because uh, a key tactical thing to note is because these buffs aren't cast by spells... You know, there's no disruption. There's no way that your opponent can stop you getting these things off. Uh, they're an inherent part of the of, of your army. Um, they will go off and they will cause some pain and some tears and some frustration up, 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 over from you because they, you know, if you do them in, in, in sequence and, and right, some of them are just so strong mm-hmm. that, you know, you've got a smile on your face and your opponent is crying and also laughing at the same time because that was fantastic. So, yeah. no. <laughs> Exactly. Look, brilliant. I think we've covered it. I think we've covered it again. And look, you know, if you want to put yourself through um, that gruelling slog, rewind the episode, listen to it all again, um, and maybe then you'll understand it. If you get it, brilliant. We'll move on. Um, and, and look, what next thing should we talk about? Because there's, as we said, we, we could so talk much. for days. Um, do we want to touch on the specific tactical retinue change
0: for conquest i think we will so the with the as with all characters and their retinues in the existing factions uh have one as well um and this one is called the tactics of conquest now unlike say the masters of the flesh one that the spy get where it's an additional one they can choose from this one replaces tactical so Wadron can't take the tactical retinue and the bonuses that it gets, instead, it's this. Now, that's not a bad thing, because it's basically the same thing, except for one of the tracks. So, tier 1 for uh, Tactics of Conquest is the character in any regiment they have joined can re-roll a roll um, one failed resolve die per rank in Tactics of Conquest. So, exactly the same as Tactical Tier 1. Uh, tier 2 is the character in any regiment they have joined Count as following the Cult of Conquest So this is one of the ways of getting something in your army to be conquest And Tier 3 is the character in any regiment they have joined Gained the flank special rule So again, same as Tier 3 tactical from the rule book. Um, so it just gives you uh, basically another way of getting to conquest And also as with tactical a really good way of getting flank on a unit now tier one's five points tier two is 25 points and tier three is 35 points so it's 65 points all up um for for the track which is what 10 points 15 points more expensive than tactical from memory
1: Uh, i think it's 10 points more i think normal tactical is 55 yeah there you Um, go so yeah and look, I will just interject. Just in regards to the spire, you, you don't have any choice. So you have to you you exchange your arcane mastery for mastery of the flesh. So you ah uh, okay, there you go. That makes so sense. So it's the same basic thing. But, but yeah, anyway, please. um, so yeah, I, I think this is brilliant. It, as you said, mate, it, it gives you um, fantastic flexibility to just take any unit, or oh, sorry, any regiment, and essentially make them conquest. Combined with the artifacts for Fnatic, you could basically just turn something on if yep. you want it turned on. Uh, if you don't want it in one of the other tracks and you really like this is my tactical flex piece. I'm gonna do this combo, I'm gonna get these guys triple moving, I'm gonna get these guys triple actioning. Pretty good. It's pretty good. It's 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 janky and it takes thought process and, and it's not for the faint hearted, but you know, when you get that off, you know, it's certainly the options are there to yeah. uh, to make that shine.
0: No, exactly. It's um, it's it's a it's a good it's a good thing to take, especially to get you to that conquest track, because like we said before, um, it is it's good to have because it is that wild card. So it lets you you know get around what you need to do with each uh, warband. Now mm-hmm. the, with the wadron actually bring with them a lot of new draw events and a lot of new special rules.
1: Look, they do. Um, I was just thinking about that. I was, I was looking at this particular page and going, oh, do we really want to go through? I say, let's let's not go through them now.
0: I was going to uh, say, what we, what we probably would do during. is, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> go through them as we come across them. Um, exactly. So, nice and simple, guys. You know, it's only taken us an hour, but we've explained the basic army rule that the Wadron have, which is great. <laughs> um And it's just one of those things. Now, what we're gonna do from here is we are going to go through all of the uh, Wave 1 releases. um, And we will sort of explain, we'll go through them in in detail as well as their warbands. And then we'll, after we've done that, we'll touch on a few other different units um, that are coming out that we're really excited for. And then we'll go through some Relics, um, some Spells and some Masteries and that. Um, and that way you'll have an idea of what's going on overall. Exactly, and...
1: because I don't think it's going to add a lot of value
0: uh, us just
1: basically going through every Regiment in the book because it it doesn't have context. I think going through the Select Ones of Wave 1, getting them out there, we'll, we'll definitely release... Um, Subsequent episodes, as as more is dropped, or even as we as people have more opportunity to read these rules and playtest them and whatnot, we can certainly sort of do additional ones where we we look at some other ones we haven't explored and and do deep dives that way.
0: Okay, and we're going to start off with um the whiz or the priest, sorry, of the Wadron, and he is the sign of conquest. Now this model is sick, and it's even better that they did a preview edition, which is a limited sculpt and they've also done the normal one that comes in the warband and, and available by himself. Um, of Conquest, he is going to be such a cool part of your army because of what he lets you bring. Now, I'll quickly run you through him. He's infantry, he's medium, he's movement five, volley two, clash three, four attacks, four wounds, a resolve of four, a defense of two, and an evasion of two. He's a character, as he is, Priest level three, cleave two, and he's 90 points. Now, there's a couple of important things with him, is he always belongs to the Cult of Conquest. There's no ifs, there's no buts, there's no maybes. He is always the Cult of Conquest. And then he has to take a spell from his list, and he's got a a choice of three. He can take Crescendo, Dissonance, or Cacophony. Now, mate, when I say that to you, what is what, what does he scream to you? like? Because we've played with him a little bit, and it's interesting to sort of see what he looks like on paper as to what you actually run him like when he's on the board.
1: <laughs> Mate, he screams, Battle Priest! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mate, this guy gets it done. He is phenomenal. He's, he's phenomenal. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's a phenomenal piece on the board. He's a linchpin character for this army. Um, all the characters in this force are phenomenal. So I think it's a little bit unfair uh, to say anyone's better than the others because literally, they're they're just all they're all the hotness. Um, but the sign of conquest is is brilliant. Um, the fact that he's he's a, he's the Woodwards' only priest. Uh, interesting that he has a priest casting value of three. So he's the lowest casting sort of, uh, you know, leveled uh, priest or wizard that we've had so far in the game. Uh, so is, so what that means is that whenever you cast a spell um, or a prayer, I guess, if you're a priest, mm-hmm. um, the you can only roll, you roll three dice and you have to get sort of one success to cast the spells. So a uh, little bit more unreliable than some of the others, but let's not go there right now. But yeah, look, from what I gather from that, Cleave 2, Clash of 3, so Clash of 4 on Inspired, four attacks. I mean, he's well and truly contributing some good amount of of, of damage, just raw damage through each turn.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, his three spells are all, I think, in my opinion, very, very good. Um, Mm. And so I'll run you through them now. So the three that I mentioned before, Cacophony, Crescendo, and Dissonance. So Cacophony is a 12-inch range. It has a casting difficulty of four, and it's scaling. Now, its effect is the target regiment and any attached character stands may not resolve draw events other than decay until the caster's next activation.
2: Mm.
0: How does that make mm. you feel, being a spire player, mate?
1: Um. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's 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 not bad because i mean to, to to play devil's advocate for that exact example you said it, it would be it's not great if the biomancer or the ferramancer in yeah you know, is within 12. yeah but to be honest the way that i play if my biomancer or ferramancer is within 12 um of your main you've got bigger line, problems yeah probably um <laughs> but anyway we're, we're, we're getting sidetracked down the rabbit hole uh look cacophity brilliant it's a fantastic disruption um spell uh, the only comment I would make, I mean, this shuts down Bastion, uh, so you're, you're denying um, your opponent, you know, defensive buffs, this shuts down you know, all sorts of, of really good. This shuts down the Woodrun mirror match, um, things like, uh, you know, we'll get to them, but Bellowing Shout lets you add an additional additional token, there, there, there's a heal draw event. There's a couple of other bits of bobs just throwing in some spice in there just randomly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ooh, some teasing spice. Um, so, look, this, I think this is really, really good. It's certain matchups. In certain other matchups, it's got to be just useless. So, yep. it's fine. I think it's fine. The only other thing is it's actually going to be real hard to get off if you're casting it on something of size because it's casting difficulty of four and it's scaling and you're rolling three dice.
0: Yeah, but three dice on fours and under isn't bad, but the scaling is what's going to hurt because you're only the three dice. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you, you do need to pick, although, again, in the Spire matchup, it's probably a bio or a pharaoh in a unit of 3 four force-grown drones, so it's not exactly the end of the world, but if you're trying to shut down, say, a seasoned veteran's bastion on a big old unit of um, household guard or something, then you might struggle.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you're in for a bad time. See, that's, uh, so yeah, that's the only—that's the only negative. But otherwise, it's—it's it's great. The it's a uh, great little spell. I think it's—it's it's, it's super good.
0: Uh, it. Now Now, his next spell. Uh, I'm going to run through Dissonance next, which is a self-cast again with a, cast- <laughs> <laughs> with a casting difficulty of four. And the way this works is until the end of the ca- caster's next activation, each time an enemy spellcaster attempts to cast a spell onto a regiment within twelve inches of this caster or attempts to cast a spell while within 12 inches of the caster, <gasps> after rolling for success and before the result is calculated, you may discard any number of chant markers from the sequence, discard a die of your choice for each chant marker discarded this way. So you can straight up just nuke your opponent's casting. Oof. Really good. The
1: best... I mean, let's just be honest this is a great spell yeah it's
0: it's so good
1: (laughs) i mean the ability to just during a game make that mental calculation and say you know especially for spells um like the ardent Kirawa, that's you know scaling and needs additional successes to to go off uh their their sort of you know uh dismay that, that break you or you know the sorceress some of the really clutch spells the ability to just say, you know what, I'm going to take away two tokens, and I'm you, you're going to wait those two successes, so you now fail that cast, yep. is phenomenal.
0: No, it's great. It, it really is. And if especially when you look at what the Scion does, if you've got two of them, you could dissonance with one Scion, and then you could just pop the, the next spell, and you basically can get your markers back super easy. So yeah. Yeah, the last but spell. So
1: just just talk about dissonance. Uh, one of the key, I think, one of the key tactical um, texts of this particular spell is its uh, attempts to cast a spell onto a regiment within twelve, or when the cast is within twelve. Mm-hmm. So other sort of disruption or other sort of of things like that is usually in relation to the caster. But say, for instance, the caster is 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 twelve inches behind their regiment. And they cast it on on the sort of the middle of the board regiment. You're within twelve of that regiment. All of a sudden, you're twenty four away, but you're still having that interruption effect on that spell. Yep. Which is is huge range, and that that you know that twelve inches to the target of the spell is is massive. It, it makes this from if it was just within twelve of the caster, I think this would be good, and I think it would have its uses. But because it's twelve of just any regiment that, that the spell targets, it's just it's like five times better.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a bit gross because you can just have your whole board is like, go on, cast a spell at me and I'll, I'll shut it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also, look, it could do nothing
0: because you could have made
1: that tactical choice or, or just the way
0: that the cards fell
1: that you you tooted your, you your song um, and you've got nothing, nothing there or, you know, you essentially, you, you, you've got nothing in the chant token and, and you can't really use it. Um mm. but look, I think it's 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 fantastic flexibility.
0: No, it's really good. Now, the last spell is the good spell. Would you not agree, Monty?
1: Look, the last spell is the in the quintessential. Most most casters and most priests have sort of like an identity spell that they cast that sort of <laughs> defines them and, and what their place in a list is. And I would agree. I think crescendo is the crescendo of this particular character.
0: Oh, I see what you did there. But yes, Crescendo is very much the when you look at a Scion, you normally start here and then work your way into the other two spells. Now, what Crescendo is, again, it's a self cast, it's casting difficulty of four. Um, and I, I like that they've made it four across the board for all of the Scion stuff, considering he's only a level three caster. Um, that little bit of extra oomph on being able to get the spell off is super good. Now, Crescendo adds a conquest chant marker to the sequence. That's step one of its effect. You then reveal your next command card, and if it belongs to a regiment, draw the command card, and that regiment activates immediately. Otherwise, put it back on top of the command stack. Regiments activated this way do not add a chant marker to the sequence. Monty, thoughts? Real good. Uh they just as a sort
1: of like a, a building FYI, they did nerf this particular spell and for good reason. Uh, it <laughs> used to be that you that the drawn card added its own token as normal. Um so you could essentially supercharge a unit from nothing to three with minimal effort, almost nil yeah. effort. Mm. Um, which was super obnoxious, super strong, and needed to be changed. It was it was a little bit silly. Um this way. It's super strong. It's still obnoxious, but it's it is expensive and it it has workarounds. So you essentially just add because you're adding one conquest marker for the, for the you know for drawing your um, your scions card. You're then adding one conquest marker for a successful cast of the spell. You then draw your next card and, and straight away play it. So all you need basically to to go from zero to hero is you need one token in the chant already. Play this guy, and now you you you're tooting with with three tokens. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's super good, super. Good. Yep. no, it's great. It's and and that's that's basically the scion as a default. Um, now the spells. sorry I didn't go through the points cost, but crescendo will cost you 40 points. Distance is 30 points. Cacophony is 10 points. Um, so him is a 90 point base. One of those spells, and away you go. Now, his, his warband is actually really um, interesting and, and it'll it'll be more interesting as we sort of go through it later on. But his mainstays are Braves and Blooded, both of which are the dual kit that's coming out wave one. And his other mainstay is the Chosen of Conquest. His restricted are the Chosen of Famine, the Chosen of Death, and the Chosen of War. So you can see a theme sort of rocking up there. So he has access to all of the um, the chosen units, the ones who are, you know, completely dedicated to one of the cults. And that's where this guy comes in, is he's your access to those units. Um, yeah. a- and then uh, for Retinues, he can take Tactical, he can take Arcane, he's restricted to combat um, for good reason, because Cleave 3 on him is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his Masteries, he can take Tactical Combat and Arcane
1: yeah he's good I mean he's a staple. Um, his mainstay and restricted obviously will, you don't know them yet but as we get through them you'll realize why he's so important to the force um, the you know as we were talking about earlier when we were running through the, the special rules and and, and the, the the war chant um, the chosen are what we were talking about where the ones that have access to fanatic they're the sort of the big daddies um, that are basically the elite so sort of the elite fanatical um beat sticks, so yep. to speak. I mean that's the easiest way to explain it. The elite fanatical beat sticks that are amazing. Um, certainly uh, you, you could build lists with them, you could build lists without them. both lists are brilliant. Uh, and I think again when we talk about the internal army uh, balance of the army you can you could really just you could choose like five different six different seven different sort of combinations and way to flow and they're all good choices. Um, so yeah, no, they're really, really good. I think Scion, you're going to see one
0: in most armies. Yep, exactly. Now, mate, the next hero that's coming out Wave One is the Predator. Did you want to run us through that one?
1: Yeah, the Predator's got Predator's got a lot going on. Um, yeah. May I just stop to say the model for the Predator is—I've said phenomenal a lot today. I need—I need to get a new descriptive word. It's—it's <laughs> um, it's bonkers. It's banana town. There we go. It, That's gonna yeah. be the next word. The it show. is banana town.
0: It is, it is so good. <laughs> and I didn't I, I had a thought in my head, i like, the predator's gonna be cool. And then when I saw the model, you just you couldn't even like it's stepping on a dinosaur head, it's got this big ass crossbow. It's just it it's so cool. Yeah, it's got
1: those big dready, almost Urukai uh vibes to it. Um it's 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 ticket all the boxes for me as a model <laughs> that I just desperately want to get and paint, and uh, and I soon will, so yay. Um, <laughs> but look, yes, let's run through it. There's a lot to unpack. So the Predator is an interesting one where, it, it, like a, f- a few other uh, characters in a few other armies, it comes in both an infantry and a cavalry form. Yep. So it, you can go the Pred on foot or the Pred uh, riding um, a shock and horror, a raptor. Um now, <laughs> the predator on foot He's infantry type. He's, he's a light class. He moves five, volley of three, clash of three, four attacks, four wounds, resolve of three, defense of two, and evasion of zero. And his special rules is barrage three, which is 24 inches, armor-piercing one, and deadly shot, and fiend hunter, which means you can re-roll your hits. Versing monsters. Yep. So that's the foot guy. Brilliant, brilliant model. The predator riding a raptor is a light cavalry. Moves nine. Volley of three. Clash of three. Six attacks. Three wounds. Three resolve. Defense of two. So we lost a wound. Interesting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Put him on a raptor. He's he's a little bit less hardy. Barrage of three, same barrage, barrage of three, 24 inches, armor-pissing one, deadly shot, and fiend hunter. So same, same yep. special rules between them both. Realized I didn't have to read them twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the so key takeaways, uh, so let's let's talk about the foot guy first because that's the one we'll get access to first. Yep. So foot guy, um, brilliant. He's great. Um, really, really solid. He's, he's quite solid in uh, volley. Obviously, you, you look at his volley stat, three, so he's 4 uninspired. inspired. Um, as you as will soon go through, he does come in with some some tasty ranged options. So you're going to use that volley. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he's barrage three at 24 inches with armor piercing one and deadly shot means that he, against certain targets, is just going to do a whole lot of damage. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, in certain certain situations where he does half of the wounds inflicted of the regiment that's firing with him. <laughs> um, just because he's, is you know, he did not attend.
0: Yeah, no, he's great. And yeah, so, uh, important thing to note is the ranged fire is amazing. AP1 and Deadly Shot, as well as Fiend Hunter on this guy, is mm. mental because Deadly Shot on, say, an, an Abomination or a Mountain Yotnar, oh boy, it's gonna rip some wounds off that thing. Mm. Um, and it's 24 inch range as well, three shots, body three. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, the 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 model itself actually encompasses all of that really really well, um, uh-huh. and the the predator itself is probably going to be a, it's either going to be a very integral part of your army, or it's going to be a very integral part of a part of your army. As we sort of go through its warband in a bit, um, because what it gives you access to is something that every you know everyone will look at it and go oh that'll be sick and it will be sick because i've played it and i've tested it and it's great um (laughs) and the the predator letting you do that is just even better um but mate run us through the rest of it what else have we got absolutely absolutely so look the predator um it
1: may select so it doesn't have to select but may select one of the following draw events as a way of the hunt so the law of the predator basically is um basically the, the hunt leader uh hunts and and, and basically commands the pack uh, as they hunt so this is quite thematic and and that sort of comes through with the identity of the predator as as the the, the model that unlocks or the character that unlocks the ranged so these are like the the skirmishes they, they've got some movement jank. they they're ranged. They've got a couple of big boy dinosaurs in there as well. It's just it's just all good. But look, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, way of the Hunts. So you've got Fire in Advance for 20 points. So Fire in Advance, uh, if you didn't already know, um, essentially you can, uh, if, if the volley action of the regiment that you... So so basically you, you play the draw event, you draw your next card. Um, that... Regiment activates, and if they do a volley as the second action, they can then have a third action of a free advance. Yep.
2: Um,
1: so it's pretty darn strong. Um, shout out to our our good friend Nathan, who is basically just the guy who plays fire in advance. Um, in every <laughs> list he writes, I'm pretty sure he's scratching his head going, how could I fit fire in advance into this list? Because it is it is his favorite pastime, and I love it. I love it. So it never changed, mate. Um, (laughs) And uh, and true shot for twenty points. So true shot is a new rule, and you'll have to correct me, Reese. But I'm not going to scroll back up. Essentially, the from what I remember, uh, it basically means that regiments do not count distance as um, concealing the shots. So by what that means is you don't get half shots from distance.
0: No. So that's strong arm. So you. You're close, In that case, I should have rolled up. So <laughs> lead us
1: away, Reese. What is so,
0: <laughs> so true shot? True shot. The draw event for true shot is uh, word for word until the character's next activation. The regiment they have joined gains the sure shot special rule. Now this is where we have to go back to uh, the the core rules. But sure shot is again word for word stands with this special rule never count their volley as obscured by intervening regiments or terrain however spells and long range can still obscure targets
1: there you go see that's why you're the rules guy Reese. <laughs>
0: um, you're keeping it
1: real uh, as the rules guy and i just i just talk the fluff
0: it was um, only fresh in my mind because i knew it was going to trip me up and i was like i'm going to get this beforehand and that way i love it I yeah, love
1: Mate, teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. Um, so yeah, far in advance and True Shot, both of them are, are quite handy um, additions to a couple of the mainstays that we'll run through in a minute. Um, they, they can be quite powerful in their own right. Uh, only twenty points. That's pretty good tactical flexibility. Um, I, I'd say both good, both good options.
0: Both very good options, uh, especially mm. with the combos you can do with um, the way that True Shot works, paired with some other stuff. But and fire in advance is always a solid option when you're using uh, when you have a ranged unit.
1: Absolutely, fire in advance is is brilliant. It's it's really quite really quite cute. It's a cute little tactical thing that until you've played against someone who uses it well, you don't really appreciate what it is. And then you do it, and you go, oh yeah, that's that's what it can do. (laughs) Uh, That's it. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Brilliant. So that's what the two characters we've done. Uh, yep. And look, we, they're the, the two characters that are coming in the, I guess, you know, quote-unquote, wave one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now, I guess the, the, the next logical choice is to, to go through sort of the wave one regiments.
0: For sure. Now, how about, having just spoken about the, the cool little combos you can do, we start with Hunters. Now, Thank hunters you. Hunters are a mainstay option for the Predator. Um, they can also be taken um, in other spots in the army as well. Now, they're a light infantry. They're part of the dual kit, which is hunters and slingers. These guys are basically your orcs with their big throwing spears. Um, the kits look great. Um, the whole aesthetic of the force looks fantastic. And they've really accentuated this with like the sort of fierce poses these guys have with those big-ass spears. But yeah, light infantry. They're movement six, volley two. Clash to one attack, one wound. They have resolve of two, a defense of one, zero evasion. Um, they have a barrage one, 14 inch range, armor piercing one, deadly shot. And they have a special rule called strong arm. And they're 145 points for your three stands. Now, each additional 45 points, they can take a stand and a leader for 20 and 10, respectively and then they can also take one of the following options which is a skirmisher or a tracker both of which are great um and uh they they both work really well in this unit so a skirmisher is, and, and both of these are only one per army so you have to be aware that you can only have one skirmisher in your whole army and and one tracker in your whole army now a skirmisher is the regiment gains plus one march and they can perform a withdraw action in each turn, for free, as well as their normal two actions, obeying normal rules. And a tracker gives them flank. So, both really good upgrade options. Um, they both, they're both they both useful. Um, but the, the hunters themselves are great. And I have absolutely loved testing them when we were doing playtesting for them. And they went through a couple of different tweaks, and they're just in a really, really nice spot. And I wanted to talk about them first because we've just come off of the Predator because True Shot lets you give them Sure Shot as a special rule, right? Which means you ignore intervening models and terrain. And the special rule the Hunters have, Strong Arm, means you ignore long distance for Obscured. So you can just have a unit throwing maximum shots through anything into anything at AP1 and Deadly Shot.
1: That's they're so good. Yeah. I love them. I love them. Sometimes you just have to giggle and say, oh, this is so fun. The poses on the Woodrun models themselves, I mean, they are just just so good. Just so good is all I'm gonna say. For 145 points, I definitely want to add at least one, if not two. The tactical, you know, I cannot undersell the tactical flexibility. The strong arm plus sure shot combo gives you it basically takes all of the negatives away from positioning and just makes them super easy to just hit maximum efficiency. They're like just phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Yeah. Um, no, they're and great. access to tracker is 15 points. I mean, it's 15 point flank. You'll take that all day.
0: Yeah. You'll take, uh, they're a light infantry, so that you're rolling first turn for them. Whether you get that on or not, I mean, with my rolls, I prefer to have flank. And if I've got one unit I really want to get on the board, it's these guys. So they can get up to where I need them to be. And that's why fire in advance is also helpful. Because you get you could move, fire, and then move again from memory. I'd have to double. Yeah, if your mm, second, no, ac- se- yeah. Yeah, second action is a volley action, yeah. So you could move into 14-inch range, throw all of your spears, and then move back. So you're not in 14-inch range, which realistically means your opponent can't get to you. And you just keep doing that every turn. You just keep stepping forward, throw spears, step back. Stepping forward, throw spears, step back. Or if you've got a unit in front of you, you just have a predator with, sh- with um, true shot, and you just go, oh, I'm going to shoot through my own dudes. And these big spears just come hurtling through, um, ignoring you know rules um, to hit you.
1: <laughs> i don't need physics i have a yeah. massive spear i mean i like to think they're just sort of aiming at the perfect sort of upward trajectories so they're like just yeeted into the sky and and when you know have a cup of tea for a minute and then wait for the fears to just fall perfectly <laughs> downwards and strike their foes um yeah look these guys are great they the, the fact that they have armor pissing one deadly shot the strong arm means that they don't um they shoot their full shots at their full yeah. range, so yeah. that's huge. So 14 inches, any other range unit in, in, in the game um, up until this point, 14 inches is, is is considered really low because they're only really at max efficiency when they're shooting from seven. And if you, as, as a lot of you will know, if you're shooting your range unit from seven, um, you, you you're not going to be shooting for long. No. Um, <laughs> whereas these guys are 14. The fact that they, you know, that they can, they can do all that jank as well with sort of increasing how much they can shoot through. The fact that they have deadly shot means that if they, you know, you can line these guys up basically behind your, your anvil in the middle of the board, Um, your anvil could be engaged on something really juicy on the other side, and you could just shoot straight straight through them. Say, for instance, Avatara, super tough, super strong. Uh, These guys are just making Avatara blender for breakfast. Um, Like, just see you later. Like, I've played games where I've gone entire games and only lost two Avatara stands. Um, Hunters will come in and just laugh at them.
0: So... Deadly yeah, shot, deadly good. shot, it's going to be scary good um, yeah. and yeah, so that's that's the Hunters guys, like they're just, you've got a couple of ways to play them, they do their job sure, they're really fragile, but as long as you play them smart you can do so much work with them um, and hell, if you, you chant them Conquest they have a 9 inch move and then a 4.5 inch back step um, on a fire in advance so, amazing absolutely amazing
1: Absolutely, and also if you if you give them a standard bearer plus one for the second move, so you could move, fire, backstep five and a half inches.
0: Mate, give them a skirmisher. Gives you another inch. Done. There you go. Six and a half inch. <laughs> you're
1: yeeting you, you, you back faster than you're going forward. Exactly. It's
0: crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, now that's the... great. That, that that jewel kit, like I said, it's, it is a jewel kit that builds the Hunters, and the other unit that it builds is the Slingers. Now, if anyone hasn't seen the artwork, go check it out. But the models are covered in all these feathers, and they look amazing. But they're uh, Light Infantry. Um, now, these guys are a restricted choice for the Predator. Um, light Infantry, Movement 5, Volley 2, Clash of 1, 1 Attack, 1 Wound, Resolve of 3 defense of 1, and an evasion of 0. And they have a barrage 1, 20-inch range, armor-piercing 1, torrential fire. Now, for anybody who's not overly familiar with torrential fire, because it doesn't come up a lot, uh, torrential fire is uh, if you make your attacks within half of your range, uh, each hit lets you roll an additional hit. And they obviously don't then generate more and more and more. Um, so if anybody who's familiar with the Nords, it's it's Vinda the Dancer, but on ranged attacks. Um, in half range. Uh, The unit can take a leader, additional stands, uh, and then it's two special upgrades, of which you can only ever have one, is a Skirmisher, so again, the plus one march, and the free withdraw, or a Bullet Carver. Now, the Bullet Carver is a really interesting piece, um, and I had to scratch my head for a little bit on it, but the way it works is, when you attack with the Slingers, with a Bullet Carver, every hit they do your opponent doesn't roll a defense or an evasion save they roll a resolve save so you're testing their defense on their resolve which is which is kind of cool for some units
1: yeah i this is, uh, I completely agree with you. It's a noggin scratcher. Um, and I think it's also important to note that I think they did clarify that it's just uh, their it's, base result yeah, and not the, um, the result based on any upgrades.
0: Yeah, it's the uh unmodified, I think is the word the way they word it. was bullet carver? Injury rolls against the regiment's volley actions are compared to the unmodified resolve characteristic of the regiment instead of defense or evasion. So it doesn't matter if you've got a souped up character sitting in there, doesn't matter if you've um if you've got 22 stands and your resolve 300 like if it says resolve 2 on the sheet, you're making defense 2 saves and then it's armor piercing. Laughing.
1: Yeah, it I think it's uh... I think it's one that is really good in certain matchups. In certain matchups, it's probably just good. Yeah. Um, hey, in certain you know,
0: matchups, it's probably pants.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'm I'm trying to think of, of of the very best options that you can do. It obviously uh, things things you know. The the obvious example to me is a certain um, regiments in the army, uh, not this army in particular, but in the game have something like resolve to, defense to, and shield. Mm. So you've essentially got uh, you, you're essentially just having a sort of an extra AP because um you're going against you are taking away their shield special rule because they're not they're not rolling defense yeah. um, things like um, actually all I can think of is is, is stat line for Woodrow and comparing it to it. I don't want to release things so um
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what can you think of Reese what can you think of whether that's appropriate? <laughs> oh, mate, it's I think it's actually kind of useful um just in general, to have, because most most um, regiments, like you just said, usually have a very similar defense and resolve stat. And then it'll be things like bastion or shield or some spells or anything that might increase that. And then you're just bypassing all of that and going, no, 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 roll on that number instead.
1: I mean, there are a couple of notable occasions when this is a terrible choice. <laughs> things like what do flame, you reckon flame flame berserkers
0: yeah that's exactly what I was about to say is like a flame berserker is resolve 5 defense 3 you really want to hit that defense 3 you don't yeah. want to have to roll off against that that resolve yeah.
1: 5 <laughs> if I was a dwarf player and someone said oh, i've got i've got bullet cover and i said brilliant how much points did you pay for that 20 yeah. points I'll, I'll give you 20 points of my army thank you very much mm. um <laughs> it's 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 a yeah and, and look i think for me, just as a a rules text, I would have liked to see it as you may choose to use the Resolve characteristic.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think think that would have been
1: really nice. Um, Because, yeah, there's there's some feel-bads where you're paying for it, you're thinking, oh, okay, this could really come in handy, and then you're like, ooh, okay. Things like Guilds of the Legion, full full Resolve, um, Defense 3. So, you know, you're you're punished for having it. Um, But, yeah, anyway, let's not focus on that. The Slingers themselves, what do you think of them?
0: I think they're good. Uh, they're not my pick. I would run Hunters over Slingers nearly every single day, to be honest. I think model-wise, the Slingers look amazing. But I think... I don't know. I just prefer the consistency you can get out of Hunters. Now, I know that they don't have the long range, and I know that they don't have that Torrential Fire, but they have. They still have the AP1. They still have Deadly Shot. Or sorry, they And they do have Deadly Shot. So they're just doing so much more work especially against the big hitters that people have like the avatara like the um the trolls that have just come out like you, we're move- we're going to start moving into a game where there is lots of multi-wound stuff like not just the the you know the household knights and and, and stuff like that that we we've had up until now yeah, so it's, being it's a- not all,
1: it's not going to be all brew drones anymore
0: <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. and But then it's the fact that the Hunters have strong arm. So Slingers will only fire all of their shots when you're at 10 inches. And sure, it means then at 10 inches, you're also getting the additional shots from Torrential Fire. But at 14 inches, I could be murdering Avatara, Household Knights, uh, Uga, Trolls, um, things like the Steel Chosen for the Nords when they come out the order units for 100k when they come out. Like, and then I can, because strong arm means I'm rolling double dice compared to slingers. Because slingers will only get their six dice at 20 inches, whereas I get 12 dice at 14 inches with hunters. So hunters are my pick, plus their mainstay, plus they're cheaper. So I don't know, That, that that's my take on it. I think the hunters are just a better pick overall. Um, and the slingers are circumstantial, but being a light restricted and, and being more expensive and without that strong arm special rule, I just don't find them as enticing as I do with the Hunters.
1: Mate, why don't you tell us what you really feel? Mate, just did, just <laughs> did <laughs> uh no holds barred raw review from mm-hmm. Reese King, and I completely agree with you. I think we've had many, many discussions about slingers. Yeah, I think they spoken about this <laughs> this is a regiment that is good. Make no mistake. This is a good regiment. It's good range damage. When it goes off, it goes off like a frog in a sock. So if you are within 10. Um, and you've got nothing between you. You've got clear air and space and time between mm. your, you and your opponent. I mean, let's be honest. You're going to be there for long. Ten inches is not far in this game. No. Um, and you're only so defence you...
0: one, so you're, exactly. not, you're not in a good
1: spot. You better kill your you better kill your target because otherwise you're missed next turn. Um, <laughs> basically, yeah. If 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 it's a Tuesday and one plus one equals seventy, mm. you will get amazing output out of this unit because if you're if you've got the perfect scenario you've got your, your 12 shots, armor-piercing one, splitting into additional, you know, you, so you're expecting to hit with three of them um, out of the 12 because of, you know, a three, so half, um, and then that splits into a, a, a further three, so you get basically your, your almost 50% increased output of these guys compared to the hunters. But all of the things you said are valid. I'm not going to rehash them. I think, personally, I'm a hunter man. Um, I just probably will model the Hunters with the Slinger Feathers.
0: Oh, the Giant Feathers? Giant Feathers are amazing. Giant um, Feathers are,
1: are are the best. Giant Feathers most... is where I'm at.
0: In fact, yeah, I kind of just, sto-
1: just want to live people. my life that way. Just, you know, I'm in <laughs> professional attire.
0: What about the Giant Feathers? Yeah, just roll with it. Yeah, perfectly fine. Now, mate, that's, <laughs> that's one of the dual kits we've gone through, um, Hunters and Slingers. How about you hit us with the next one?
1: Yeah 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 and i feel like it was false advertising because we came into the saying everything's amazing every unit is great and then the first the second one we talk about like "Eh, a little bit of a poo-poo um you know what it's not a poo-poo it's just it's it's think of it as an appreciation for how much we like it's uh it's brother in the box
0: yeah exactly exactly
1: (laughs) brilliant okay well look speaking of brothers in boxes we've got the other two regiments coming, so you know, dual kit. You've got um, you've got the hunters and slingers, and the next dual kit is the Braves and the Blooded. So, I mean, these are both phenom- phenomenal. You know how much I love both of these units,
0: Reese. They are oh, mate, both... for for a basic infantry in mm. an army. These things are fantastic.
1: Yep, I'd say best. Calling it best, just dodgy infantry. Spam you've ever seen. I yep. think just for dodgy infantry, not not like the elite stuff. I think they are just bang on amazing. So let's start with Braves, um, and then we'll move to Blooded after. So Braves, they are medium infantry. Mm. So they have a movement of five, volley of one, clash of two, one attack each, one wound each, resolve of two, defense of two, and evasion score of zero. They have the support special rule, the shield special rule, and the bloodlust special rule. Mm. And they come in for 115 points with 35 points per stand, 10 points for a standard bearer, 5 points for a leader, and they can choose to have one of the options presented below. There is only one option presented below. Uh, that is a champion, uh, and that's at 15 points. Now, the yep. champion gives the units the fury Draw Event, which is yeah. plus one attack per engaged stand.
0: Yep, really nice. Just as an added little bonus, plus one attack per engaged stand, great.
1: Mm, so good. So good. Mate, what do you Mate, think of them?
0: I think they're great. I think uh, they're everything a Nord Raider wants to be in life um, and everything a Nord Raider isn't. Um, and <laughs> I just think for for the points you pay for them, they are fantastic because they're such a great chaff unit. But they also can do some work because they're not complete garbage. Like they are, they've got a spot, they play well, they've got some decent defensive stats. The only thing that lets them down is bloodlust because they have a fairly low resolves um, stat. But at the same time, that's not exactly a bad thing because you will want them in combat at some point, either to hold something up, um, just to be there to be a speed bump. Or um, to actually, you know, try and put some damage on something? Yeah.
1: Look, that Bloodlust is more of a hindrance than you're probably playing it out to be. I've Mm -hmm. played these guys quite a few times, and that Bloodlust can be crippling. Um, Essentially, the ruling on Bloodlust is you have to basically, when you start the unit, before you make any activations, you essentially, if they've got Bloodlust, you roll a dice if you score or sorry if you fail to beat your resolve score so if you get above your resolve score you have to make two movement actions or or movement actions as you're able in the closest possible route towards the closest enemy regiment yep um crippling crippling if you're holding an objective
0: or you have to charge right if you're close enough, yeah, or, to enemy, or yeah.
1: charge if eligible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, yeah, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. If you're if you're within, um, you know, charge distance, essentially theoretical charge distance, you have to charge as your first action. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and of course, if you don't make the charge, say for instance, the this scenario is they've got to move of five. Say for instance, you're, situ- situated eleven inches away from me. I yeah. activate. I technically can get to you because five plus six is eleven. I have to roll, and if I don't get if I don't make it, I then just move forward, say two on the dice, and then yeah. that's the end of my activation. I've lost. I've lost everything else they could do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so, it yeah. is it is a hindrance, <laughs> yes, and and it's it's one of those ones where it's gonna it's gonna kick you at some point. But mm. at the same time, I think if they didn't have bloodlust, they'd probably be a bit too good for what they yeah. are. <laughs> they'd be silly they'd
1: be silly yep. uh, so look i think before we get into this let me just uh, and I, this uh, this army is so in depth let me just take a tiny little step back quickly chat about the hunters and the slingers quickly i know we talked about them to death uh, mm. we didn't mention their interactions with the war track and the songs that you can play to buff your units and while i don't want to sort of I'm not going to run through every regiment with every possible interplay because we, we're literally here till 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm. Um, the ranged units, it's important to know, they don't get anywhere near the benefits as the melee units get. So if you notice, the War Track is by and large quite focused on getting into combat mm. um, and, 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 and buffing your combat capacity. And, and your efficiency in there, uh, whereas ranged units, you know, you're going to get nothing from plus one clash. You're going to get nothing from counters inspired plus two. Uh, charge distance, you're not charging, you're you're shooting. Uh, flurry, you, you don't care about flurry. Um, so all of these things, you'll you'll. There are some like war bastion is good if you if you're getting return fire. Um, plus two resolve is always good. Um, so there's some that's some that's that's probably gives them some benefit um the main one you're probably going to be using arranged is is trying to to coordinate sort of the conquest markers to get plus three march so you mm. can get them into position quickly so you can you can get your shots off um
0: and you can get evasion one um if you uh if you don't or if you're sitting back and you, you happen to chant level uh level two
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, look, just as we're going through, you know, I'll try to sort of mention a couple of combos with the regiments that, that work on the track um, that sort of make them change actually how they play. Because certain, certain units basically are two different units. Like, one, like, braves in war are very different to braves in um, yes. death and very different to braves in Fanatic, in that. Um, in uh, Simon. So yeah, exactly. They, it, it basically splits your basic troop into like multiple different facets of itself, which is fascinating. And and it's, it's such an army that lets you go down the rabbit hole of list theory and list crafting and and really understanding what you want to do on the table so yep. yeah that's why i love it and i'll forever be Woodruin, i think um no matter what else <laughs> comes out because goodness me it's it's singing to to, to my personal playstyle, but it, you know doesn't need anyone there um so that's enough of that so braves um yeah bloodlust i think the, the way you get around bloodlust just for just for before we move on you essentially you run them in big packs which boosts their resolve, which helps with bloodlust. You run them with a character like the Scion, who has a a, a resolve of four. So plus the big packs, you really only only the, the failing on a six. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's easy to get around in certain situations, but you know, for that cost, one hundred and fifteen points for a minimum unit, because of that bloodlust, look, I probably wouldn't run them as a min um, because I just I've, I've tried that. Um, take my word for it. Bloodlust is crippling. Um, running them as resolve two, it's just it's just not what you want. Um, but in packs, goodness me, don't they sing?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the minimum like the MSU or minimum size units for anybody who's not familiar with the term of Braves can actually be more of a hindrance than a help because yeah, like Monty said, resolve two, you have to roll a one or a two every single time you activate them, or run the risk of them being. Somewhere you don't want them to be <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and then you're just like oh and then they can get in the way of your other stuff too you
1: know that's yep. that's that, that could be a real pain in the butt like yeah it's yeah you just have to have to bear that and take it with a grain of salt but look for the overall package well worth it and i like to i'd like to talk about the negatives of the unit before we go to the positives because this is one of my favorite regiments in the book regardless of what i think they are <laughs> phenomenal
0: yeah no they've done a good job they've done a very good job so why i think they're probably thinking
1: why do you think they're so good mont because they don't look that great and they the, the raw stat line isn't amazing it's not bad <laughs> but 115 points you've got Clash of, of of two. So you're, you're hitting on threes when you inspire. Uh, you've got defense two with a shield. So your defense three from the front. Uh, resolve two. They're not bad. You know exactly the same stat line as um, the bound clones for the spire minus the bloodlust. Um, more expensive than them. Um, same same stat line as um, uh, same stat line as no. They're, they're worse than raiders, aren't they? Because raiders are defense one.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. As a Defence
1: one. Yeah, okay. We'll move on from them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 they're solid. They're solid, cheap infantry. You're not going to get too much out of them uh, unless you suddenly do get too much out of them. So these guys have the have the capacity to just turbocharge with the right build and the right combos. Yep. So they're 115 points and only 35 points to stand. So you punch these guys into like seven or eight stand territory. I know what you're thinking. You're a madman but these guys suddenly are swinging because of support they're swinging 22 attacks in that's not even you're not even capping 300 points of this combo you're, you're sub 300 they're swinging 22 attacks in hitting on threes now you're starting to get some real output but wait there's more if you look at the war track you're just doing 22 attacks you can go up to and and blow tier uh, tier, so, tier two with death sack. so you've now Hitting on fours with twenty-two attacks, and every one is smite, so you're going straight through. So even though you, you a weakness of, of sort of you know high volume attacks and, and and no cleave is that you hit a wall of high defense and you do nothing. Mm. Now you're rolling a lot of dice. Statistically, you're going to get decent amount of ones. You're doing a lot of damage um, to units that don't will probably cost way more than you do.
0: <laughs> Pretty um, accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, they've done some, let me just say this, they've done some work for me. Um, The Braves, uh, the Brave Braves, they're great. Um, And that's just death, which I don't think is the optimal choice. War unlocks these guys and makes them truly shine. So they've got a uh, defensive three from the front with shield. If you activate them first or, or, or before they get hit, they've got Bastion. So now the defense four from the front, which starts to get a bit tanky. They've now got, if you go tier two, so three markers, they've got plus two resolve. So now they've got four resolve base plus unit size. So now they could potentially be defence four from the front, resolve five, so they're only failing on sixes. And they've got cleave one, so that's 22 attacks in that example, all at cleave one, hitting on threes. These guys become, I mean stop me saying phenomenal because i've said it too many times these guys become the real deal they are and that's what i mean with this army you need to it's a thinking man's army if you play it without considering these additional buff layers you're not going to get much out of them but if you really push it and if you really think about the combinations of play you can turn a humble unit that looks pants into an absolute blender that can really do defense and offense work
0: Yep. You can just stack all of the buffs on a unit that's you know average, and the unit can just ramp right up. absolutely yeah, yeah. right up
1: the The zero to hero capacity of this army is up there with any of them. Um, and 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 again, it's it's difficult I guess when we another thing that's that's worth mentioning is the other four armies that are out at the moment are all going to get additional layers on top of them. So they're all going to get their own army rules coming um, as soon as they drop. We will police them and, and, and dissect them and go through them in their own episodes. But, you know, it, it, and so it's difficult when we read this, you're probably thinking, Jesus, that's strong. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty strong. Like, I don't know how my hundred kingdoms are going to cope with that. Um, the hundred kingdoms are going to get their own layers. So they're going to get their own additional buffs, which will sort of be their, their powering up um relative to the the war track mechanic of disarming so don't be despondent if you're thinking that as we go through them and thinking jesus that's good um yours will get good too um mm. so to speak so just wanted to put that out there in case you were starting to get a little bit a little bit sad um <laughs> anyway yeah so that's braves what do you think any final thoughts
0: nah they're good mate they're good they're everything a raider needs to be indoors that's that's my only comment <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mate, the Braves are limited only by your imagination. They are that versatile. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. And sing us sing us home, Reese. What's blooded?
0: Mate, the blooded are the other half of the jewel kit from the Braves, right? They are your full on we don't need a shield, choppy boys. So <laughs> they're they're infantry medium. Um so this is the, your first scoring unit. Um I mean your your braves exist, right? But these are these are the ones you want. Like this is this is where the fun starts to happen. So did, did inf- you
1: not hear my tactical discussion about the Braves? <laughs>
0: yeah, I did. But but these guys, mate, these guys have it all. Um, so infant, infantry, medium. Their movement five. Their volley one. Their clash two. One attack, one wound. Resolve of three. Defensive of two, zero evasion. But their special rules are flurry, uh, and they're one hundred and thirty points. So they can take a stand and a leader, uh, 10 and 5 points respectively, 40 points per extra stand. But then they can take one option from the below, which is a champion, which we discussed before, which is Fury as a draw event. The Skirmisher, which we touched on uh, earlier with the Hunters and that, which is the plus one march. um, And you get a free withdraw action. The Tracker, um, which again we spoke about, which is the uh, flank or an Aberration. Now, Monty, you have used the Aberration to great effect. So how about you explain to the lovely ladies and gentlemen at home exactly what this monstrosity of a unit upgrade actually does?
1: It is the very definition of its name. Yeah. Um, The Aberration is a 35-point upgrade, and it gives the regiment the Lethal Demise special rule. So good. Now... i mean oh, just just amazing now there is a caveat so for, for, before i talk about the caveat i will mention lethal demise um the special ruling is that for every wound that you inflict on the regiment with lethal demise you take a hit and you have to roll the defense score so basically say for instance you do 10 wounds to me you almost wipe the unit you've now got to take 10 defense rolls because you've just had 10 hits on you um and you could wipe yourself yeah um you know you could basically you know just cancel the trailer out um now the the caveat to this particular rule and and a really important caveat they threw in there Mm -hmm. is that it's limited to you have to have a maximum of six stands in the regiment uh to 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 take the aberration so you can't do what I did as soon as I read the rules uh in, in an alpha form and run a nine stand just don't touch me block of braves uh, who at that time had the aberration as an option and everything that touched me killed themselves. I'm pretty sure the braves just sat in the middle of the board and whatever approached it died. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's also important to note, you can only take one of these in your army. Mm, mm, good point. Yeah. You can't just set up an
1: entire like blooded, blooded, blooded with or with aberration and, and go ham.
0: No, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. It's so, one, one unit of maximum six stands in your army can take this upgrade to gain lethal demise so it's Mm. like six stands of blooded with lethal demise super nice Mm. super especially Mm. when you use them in death where they get the plus one clash they get the flawless strikes they have flurries they're getting all those re-rolls and this is where you start to look at the layers of synergy this army has within unto itself so you know it's not just units and heroes working together It's units and heroes helping each other, but then an army wide rule just being like, hey, I got that extra bit of oomph you need.
1: (laughs) You need some juice. I I got some juice. (laughs) That's exactly what these guys are. Like, they are, they, these, these, this regiment, probably more than any other regiment, is just waiting. For the uh, stackable buffs that this army provides, they they're a blank canvas. They've got the flurry inbuilt. They can go any way you want them to. Um, mm. The the fact that you've got you've got even to the point where you've got like a ten point standard bearer upgrade. I mean that's brilliant. Other other factions have to pay 20, 25 points. These guys are just ten points. Um, yep. Five point leader. So I mean you just throw them both in there. Why not? It's cheap. Uh, you've got the champion, so you can have them. Have them, you know, um, having fury. You've got tracker, so you can have them flanking. Um, skirmisher, they're getting faster. They're just—I mean—you can do anything with them. Yeah, the, they, the they are very much are
0: Yeah, they're very much jack of all, and they're actually masters of really good combat. Like, <laughs> you a, a medium infantry unit of six stands of these with that aberration um, is scary. Uh, a yeah. medium, a medium unit, a uh, 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 unit of say six of these with a tracker, amazing. Because now you've got this guaranteed turn two Death Star of just dudes running up the board, and if they, like I said, if they're chanting Death with their flurry and plus one clash, they can do so much work. Because mm. when now you're clash four on Inspire. With flurry and flawless strikes, giving you that smite um, on ones. So it's just terrifying when you're rolling so many dice. Um, and yeah, you can either get more attacks guaranteed in faster with a withdraw, or you know, lethal demise. They can do a bit of everything, depending on you know how you want to run them.
1: Yeah, they're phenomenal. They 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 take buffs that are ideal from every track. Um, and make them sing. I mean, death, amazing. If you give these guys, we haven't even talked about the combination of giving um, giving them the artifact, which we'll go over a little bit later, um, to, to make them fanatic. So you could have them with um, like a sign of conquest. You could give these guys a fanatic keyword. All of a sudden, you've got blooded that are having deadly blades, and yep. they've got flawless strikes, and they've got plus one clash, and they've got yep. flurry. Um, yeah, sure. The counter argument to that is the defense two resolve three, so I mean they're not going to last long um, because you know you, you're not going to grind out against certain things. But if you hit first, you're basically you're basically killing what's in front of you um, yeah. with the with a, a few exceptions. So yeah, look, super good.
0: <laughs> they're great, and that, funnily enough, covers out everything that's wave one for the Wardron. Yes. That's,
1: that's sort of, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely and, and simple wave one. Uh, two boxes that, that are dual kit, two heroes. Um, but, Reese, there's more. Wait. There is.
0: So uh, going up for pre-order, like I said earlier, uh, at the end of the, or probably within the next month for the following month's release, uh, brings three new boxes. So, or well, minimum three. I don't know if the Parabellum are going to be able to sneak any more in there, but that's what they've gone with for now. So, you'll be able to access Raptor Riders, Warbred, and the Matriarchal Queen. Now, we're going to hit the Raptor Riders first up, because before we talk about the Warbred, we'll need to talk about the Queen. But the Raptor Riders are where it is at. These models are great. They are orcs riding dinosaurs, covered in feathers. They look phenomenal. Now, these are mainstay for the Predator. So you'll be able to use these straight away when they come out. Um, they're a light cavalry unit. They're movement 8, volley 2, clash 2, 5 attacks a stand, 4 wounds, resolve 3, defense 2, evasion 2 for 190 points. And then their special rules are barrage 2... At 12 inches, armor-piercing one, with strong arms. They're ignoring the, the long range for Obscured. They have fluid formation, so at the start or end of their um, activation, they can perform a free reform. And they have Flurry, letting them reroll all of their attacks. So good.
1: Ooh, holy
0: <laughs> special rule text, Batman.
1: They've got everything. Uh, is there a special rule they don't have? Um... Mate, they're great. They are premier light. They're, they're, they're a real pseudo combination between light and medium infantry, aren't they? Um, yeah. They're, they're sort of the... They're probably not fast enough to be sort of seen as the traditional scouting uh, no. infant, uh, cavalry. They're, they've only got a movement of eight. Um, but they're doing lots of damage when they get in with flurry, five attacks apiece. You know, you'll be having... Maybe, but if you have the the Predator mounted in these guys um i mean he does six attacks himself it's, it's it's just a blender um the fact that they have evasion two as well is is super good like they don't care about your cleave they say that's all right i've still got a two roll and when you're versing raptors as i've found out a little bit sadly all they roll is twos <laughs> <laughs> all they roll is twos so you know if you've got a raptors just expect them to all only roll twos yeah. um, and and um, look, the ranged barrage rules, look it's nice, it's cute. You're not gonna folly with these guys much, but it's a nice little it's a nice to have.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where with your fluid formation you could always reform them, shuffle them out of the way with a move and then quickly throw some spears. Because you just need to be at that twelve inches to get all of your shots. So mm. it's six shots for a unit. Hitting on twos, you know, it's it's nothing to be sneezed at. It's just like those that helpful sort of pip damage um, that you'll get every now and then. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have to hold an objective
1: down and you're gonna you're gonna you need this point to, to get points on the board, you know, it's they're not doing nothing. They're yeah. they're contributing in some way, as you mentioned. Fluid formation, super strong special rule. In some ways, fluid formation defines this entire regiment. Yeah. Um, Without fluid formation, I don't think they would be you know, be up there with some of the best lights in the game, but they really are, they are obnoxiously good with fluid formation.
0: Yeah, they are fantastic. Now, it's 60 points for every extra raptor you want to take, and for 30 points, they can take a combined standard leader in the Huntress. So, yeah. um, you know, good way to give them that extra move so they, you know, turn one when they come on. Or potentially come on. They can move 17 inches up the board. And then reform with fluid formation. So. You can do some cool stuff. Um, But yeah. Yeah. This this unit. You're going to see a lot of. Because it's going to be a new shiny cavalry piece. And it's just such a. Such a great. Aesthetic for the army. That. And it's just going to play so well on the tabletop. Because. Where most especially like when i've played before like cavalry units you can really fall apart with when you um when you put them in the wrong spot or you have them facing the, like slightly the wrong direction and your opponent gets on you with fluid formation you can fix that with this unit it means you know before they move you can go oh i'm going to completely turn around and charge into your flank or at the end of your move, you go, oh, I'm gonna completely turn this way. So instead of you hitting my flank, you hit my front. Um, so you can just do stuff like that with this unit. And for their points cost and the fact that they're mainstay, they're solid.
1: Mm. Yeah, they're real solid. That's a really good point. And they're they're gonna be like they're gonna be in your face. they as you said, they're sixteen inches or seventeen inches up the board, turn one. Um, they're coming at you. It's you're gonna have to deal with them. The saving graces, they are very expensive. So although they're going to be in your face, they're going to cost your opponent a lot. And Mm. evasion two isn't great. So I know you said all your roll is twos, and and that's true. Um, Mm. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, for other people who don't roll twos, um, not so good. (laughs) Uh, And and these guys will go down real quick. And every Raptor you lose is is a single tier that drops from your feathery, feathery plumage. Because... They are expensive, and you lose these guys, and you're like, "Well, that was that was one tenth of my army gone." Um, did that they was do rough. much? Well, maybe, maybe. But yeah, these guys set such an aggressive reinforcement line. Um, I mean, I was about to say phenomenal again. I need to stop myself and you get like a rubber band and <laughs> click myself on the wrist every time I say it. Um, and plus, in a new tier system of mo- of model judging, they've got a ten out of ten feathers game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they're great. Now, so that's your that's your raptors, right? That's that that's you know a core part of a and force running a predator. Um, and you can mount the predator on a raptor as well and you can just keep him company. So things like fire in advance or true Shot can still be used on a unit of raptors. So you know Fire in if-
1: Advance is so obnoxious on these guys. It's red oh. so
0: janky. Yeah, because you could fluid formation, march, volley, march. <laughs> yep. So you can just completely change direction um, while you're doing that. So that's Raptors. That's that's part one of wave the wave two now.
1: And the... and, and it's worth mentioning. I'll just interject, yeah. Reese. It's just yeah, worth for... mentioning. I guess their interaction with the track. So their mm. interaction with the chance and whatnot. So these guys um, just like uh, the previous two entries we discussed. They take buffs really, really well. Um, death Death track. Everyone. Who gets into combat loves plus one, just base clash. Um, they're light, so they're not doing any impact hits. Uh, but you know, um, hitting on fours, rerolling with flurry is no mean feat. They're doing a lot of attacks with five base. Yep. Um, things like smite, you're doing a lot of attacks. You don't have any any. Um, you don't have any cleave, uh, but you've now got ones of smite. So that that that's great. that's doing a lot of damage through. Um, you can actually jank it so that the uh, the mounted predator gives these guys fanatic uh, with the with the um, artifacts, so these guys have access yep. to all that top tier stuff through the different tracks. So that's another layer you can think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these guys were just made for the um, famine track, weren't they? Mm,
0: yeah, they work so well with famine because you can get them exactly where you want to, basically guaranteed every turn. <laughs>
1: Well, with I mean with that movement eight, um, charging plus two to charge, so your your minimum charge becomes uh, eleven to yep. fifteen, um, and of course you're rerolling because you've got the huntress. Um, yeah, you're just getting anywhere you want to be.
0: Yeah, it's and and it's. It's actually really terrifying because you can honestly, like, turn one, just walk these things like an inch on the board, and then your opponents have really got to figure out where the hell they're about to end up because with their threat range, they can just be wherever you want them to be. Um, and it's great. It's such a good mind game to play, and they can do a lot of work when they get into combat because they are five attacks each with Flurry. Um, and yeah, like like Monty just said, when you if you do want to jank them up to Fnatic, um, because they have flurry they now get cleave one if they're the famine um and so you're now making minimum 15 attacks from a from a full you know three stand regiment uh hitting on fours with a minimum 11 inch charge and cleave one rerolls. it's scary good
1: yeah it's good <laughs> just gonna say it, it's good
0: <laughs> mate now now that we've done the Raptors, that closes off sort of everything that's, you know, uh, pertinent to our Wave 1 release. Now yep. the next part um, is the uh, third hero for the Warden that's coming out, which is the Matriarch Queen. Now, would you like to run us through that one, mates? I'm very pleased that you provided me that opportunity.
1: The Matriarch Queen, I think, is my favorite. I think it's she's, my favorite. Yeah, she's character. very, very good. She's, she's... She's just, she's stately. You, you read through her rules and you think, you know what, I know exactly what you are, I know what you're doing, and I love every second of it. Um, so, yes, let's just go. Let's go, go, go. So she's a, a heavy infantry, medium five, fo- oh, sorry, movement of five, volley of two, clash of three, four attacks, four wounds, resolve of three, defense of three, and evasion of zero. Mm-hmm. Her special rules are the Inspiring Presence special rule, and she has cleave one. So, Reese, what's Inspiring Presence? Because you're the rules Mate, guy.
0: Inspiring <laughs> Presence is probably one of the coolest little rules that appeared out of nowhere, honestly. Um, so, what Inspiring Presence does is, while this character stand has joined a regiment, that regiment may not be broken. Who. Just flat out. Just never been broken. Decline a jewel, Not broken. Get half your stance kill? Not broken. Get dismayed? Not broken. Pretty good. Pretty good! Very, very good. Um, And yeah, her having cleave 1 just gives her something she can do in the combat phase with her attacks. Uh, And then there's some some interesting combos you can do with relics and, and masteries and stuff where she actually becomes really interesting as a combat character. Um, the scion um and the and one of the other heroes sort of more tend to be your actual combat heroes but the queen can at least you know contribute
1: yeah i i mean to me the matriarch queen if i'm thinking of what she embodies i'm thinking you know if i'm gonna model her i'm modeling as like a judy dench uh, Judy Dench-type character just sitting there in stately regality uh, with, like, a really long, sharp spear um, mm-hmm. and just saying, you sharp's killed me now, and, and, and just, just saying, you know, rise, rise and go. Uh, she's brilliant. Um, yeah. She – and that's not even the best part. Inspiring presence is is, is unbelievable. Uh, when you run them in big blocks of infantry, um, you've just got so much value out of not as inspiring. I mean, you picked a couple of good tactical points where – Things like um, the Arctic Kirov, his dismay turned off, yeah. useless. Um yeah. just can't do anything. Just can't do it. Uh, jewel, decline a jewel. Doesn't matter. You know, Judy Dench says no. Um, it's just brilliant. It's so good. Um, <laughs> it's you know the 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 interactions there is so valuable, and you know she's a hundred points. Um, I like think she's cares. she's. She's, she's she's well worth it. Um, uh, the queen is the queen is good. Go the queen. Um, and speaking of go the queen, uh, to the last breath is a draw event that the queen uh, musters. Um, now to the last breath is a is a really good draw event.
0: It's probably one of the best draw events I've ever seen in this game. Like straight up, it's so good for what it is because it's just a freebie. You just it's, you just get it for free.
1: It's so good. It's so consistent. It's so mysterious because we're not telling people what it is. To the last breath, as a draw event, select a regiment within eight. Heal three wounds.
0: Yep. And then uh, the the important thing is each regiment can only be healed once by this. So if you if you run multiple queens, you can't just heal back. Twelve wounds on a unit. <laughs>
1: um, no, you can't. Uh, but look, for those who play Aspire you know how strong um, uh, hibernation is uh, for, in terms of uh, in terms of healing effect. Uh, obviously, this this to the last breath isn't table wide, but it's also a completely free. It's baked into the character. Uh, two. Uh, it's it's not a it's not a, any sort of spell, so it can't be dispelled. Uh, three, it's a flat three, so you don't have to roll a dice. There's no inconsistencies there. You're not sort of hoping for a six and getting a one. It's mm. just constant, reliable. It will save you in games. You know, this is the difference between having one stand less to cap an objective when you're when when you're tied with your opponent uh, versus magically pulling a stand from the brink and all of a sudden you cap that point point, win the game. It's mm. that good. It is a game winner.
0: Yeah. It's it, it's so good. And this, this wasn't a rule she always had throughout testing and then when she got it our, our eyes exploded out of our heads because it was just, it's exactly what she needed without us mm. knowing that's exactly what she needed. Um, exactly. And it was perfect. It, it was just absolutely perfect. It got her exactly where she needed to be to be a really great character to run because she's a great support character. She, she's she got that little bit of oomph to attacks with her cleave one. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really good to see her go from a character where you're like, oh, I'll run her to access some of her warband. And now you run her because her warband's great, but she's great as well. Yeah, she's phenomenal. It really was a complete 180. Uh, people, you know,
1: in early games, she was just being overlooked because other characters were, were obviously... Just better. Yeah. Um, but now she is right up there in terms of just competing for her place at the top. So yeah, like long live the queen. Um I had to say that. I got it in there. <laughs> it. Uh, I don't I don't regret it. I don't regret it. Um no do regret it at all. Anyway, so that's that's the Queen. Um her war band. This is what I love about the Queen. So her war band, she can take the bound, which we haven't discussed yet, the blooded, the warbred the Braves, and the Hunters. They're all Mainstay. Mm-hmm. Restricted, she can take the Apex Predator. And for those of you who don't know, the Apex Predator is Rexy Boy.
0: It's a big old T-Rex. Big old Rex.
1: Um, she can take the Drum Beast. <laughs> oh, never get tired of saying big old Rex. Uh, Chosen of Conquest is restricted, so this gives you another option to take Chosen of Conquest that Um, isn't available unless you take a scion. Mm. She can take the light monster, the Quattle, uh, or the Brachiosaurus dinosaur, the Tontor. Yep. Uh, Like, just, I mean, she's got, let's just be honest, she's got ten choices. What other characters have ten choices?
0: Yeah. Uh, The Blooded for Nords, I think, has nine or ten. That's the only other one I can think of.
1: and I think we've already established how amazing he is, um not just for that, yeah. but I mean that flexibility in in list creation. I mean, you could run you could literally run three queens in a list and have ten different lists. yeah um and you think, how does that work? And well, it's it's I mean, they gave you the ultimate palette by which you can craft yourself whatever you want. Mm-hmm. um you know, she's got, uh, we'll talk about the warbred in a second as, as the last unit that we mentioned uh, because it's sort of the last thing that's coming in sort of sort of pseudo wave 1.5, so to speak. Um, the bound oh, let's let's just leave that one through to the keeper. It's a, it's a, it's a light sort of the cheapest imagery you can do. Um, mm. They sort of they're a bit of a chaff. Um, they're still good, but they're a bit chaff. so let's leave them alone. Um, and hunters we've already mentioned are amazing. So blooded warbred who you'll soon find out is brilliant braves hunters there's no deadwood here they're all 10 out of 10 choices
0: yeah they're all fantastic absolutely fantastic
1: um and you can turn the, the queen into a real blender as well you can give her tier 3 combat um while well, well too you know uh, so she's got five attacks uh hitting on fives when inspired uh at, at cleave too um you know nothing to, nothing to, to scoff at um, that's real solid mm. Um, and of course, you can give her extra, extra artifacts to really boost that up if you want to. You have got a couple of combat artifacts, so you know the flexibility is there. She can go pure support, she can go support and a bit of combat, she can go full combat. Just great. Um, but no matter how we run her, you're always getting to the last breath, so you're always getting that heal. Um, just yeah, just just ten out of ten for me. Yeah,
0: just there, always there, always helping, always being great.
1: Lovely. That's all we need to say. I've uh, fanboyed enough over the Matriarch Queen.
0: (laughs) 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 Nah, mate. Now, how about, having just talked about the Matriarch Queen, you talk about probably your favourite unit in this book, which is the Warbred, and they're coming out with the Queen.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And look, the the Queen wasn't originally uh, scheduled to come out. I think... It was just purely based on war bans. I think the the war bread was going to come out, uh, but then, you know, it was apparent that no one could run the war bread. uh, So the Queen was sort of uh, lovingly fast-tracked by Parabellum. Uh, So that's great um, because the war bread are so good that you would have cried salty, salty tears if (laughs) they released them and you couldn't legally run them.
0: Um, yep. That would have been uh, horrific. Sorry, it would have been a rough time. <laughs> they would have <laughs> just been pretty, pretty Oof. models. I mean, you could have used eccentric to get them, obviously, but you know, why not run something super cool that just has innate access to them? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So, look, and anybody, no, and anybody, perfect. just.
0: Just, Well, just quickly, anybody who hasn't seen the render for the Matriarch Queen model, go and find that on Parabellum's Facebook page. I'm pretty sure it's hidden away somewhere there. Because uh, like I've only shown about half of the model, but it already looks dope. So I'm keen to see the full model when it's all done up by their studio painters.
1: Mm, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And damn it, I said it again. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, Warbred. So these guys are the first brutes that we find access to. So they are a medium brute. Movement of six, volley of one, clash of two, five attacks each, four wounds each, resolve of three, defense of three, evasion of zero. Special rules, cleave two, and relentless blows. Yep. <sighs> a lot to So, here.
0: so much choppy chop.
1: Oh, they're chonky boys. Uh, it's worth noting they're one hundred and ninety points, um, and just to oh yeah, and and they're sixty points per stand, uh, and they can take an additional upgrade called the Penitent, for thirty five points. Now, a yep. couple of rules rules text our, our resident rules uh, guru. Reese, what's Relentless <laughs> Blows?
0: So Relentless Blows is if you roll a one on your clash, pardon me, it counts as two hits. Lovely. That's it. That's pretty nice handy. Simple. Yeah.
1: So, in a, in a maths, in, a, in sort of if you're looking at expected output, relentless blows just equals clash plus one. Um, because every every one, uh, you, statistically, you've got just as much chance of rolling a one as any other. So, any one is two hits. So, it just fundamentally equals clash plus one in terms of your expected output. So, with relentless blows, these guys are practically, uh, these guys essentially are clash three base uh, yeah. clip two. Uh, hitting on falls on a spy with, I suppose, because of you know that that sort of interaction. but um, they're great. and and
0: what's penitent do? So the penitent is an upgrade that gives the unit the burnout drawer event. Um, so burnout uh, for anybody, it, th- this is only on like I think one other unit in the game, um to my knowledge, I don't even think there's any other upgrades that get you here. But the way that burnout works is you pick one when you draw it. Either nothing happens or, all stands in this regiment gain decay three, but they also gain plus one clash and plus two march this turn.
1: Mm. Okay, we'll leave that one alone. Put a pin in that one.
2: <laughs>
1: Let's chat about that one at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how, do, how, how does the war bread as a picture strike you, my man?
0: They're good. Um, I've used them a, f- a few times. They've uh, they've actually worked quite well. The unit is solid. Uh, they're actually pretty tanky, all things considered. It's a lot of wounds to get through. Their defense value is good. Their resolve value is good. Um, but their damage output is where it's at, because you know they're, they're, they're pretty fast with move six, and they can obviously get to conquest, or if you run them as famine, they get the extra charge. Realistically, you want to run these things as death, because plus one clash now puts you to fours when you inspire, um, and it gives you flawless strikes. So your relentless blows will give you two hits, but so each so each relentless blow being the one will give you an additional hit, and they also can't make a save against the one dice you rolled. So it doesn't count for the extra dice added or the extra hit added from the Relentless Blows, but it means that the the base roll you made for that hit is just ignoring defense saves and just straight through. Um, They're great.
1: Yeah, and they're rolling buckets of dice, like five attacks each. Um, Very commonly, you'll run these guys as four abreast, so they are rolling 20 dice if they hit you with their full complement. That's you know, I just want to. I just, I don't want to undersell. Just based on their pure, raw war scroll stats, how good these guys are. They mm. are. They're basically what Uga dreams of being. Oh, hundred percent,
0: hundred percent.
1: Um, and look, you are paying a premium. You're paying one hundred and ninety points. Mm. So you, these are expensive. You know, they're elite killing machines. But these guys are killing machines make no mistake they are rolling buckets of dice when you, you you make a really good point when you talked about famine mate um and also sorry when we talked about death uh, you, you give these guys pluses to clash and that's just worth so much more um comparatively for these guys than any other regiment almost in the book uh, mm-hmm. because if you can get these guys to clash four with relentless blows it's effectively clash five yeah. You know, you could be rolling 20 dice and you could be scoring 17 hits. Yeah. Quite easily. That's that's averagey rollies. Uh you could easily get 20 hits if you if you roll a lot of ones. Yeah. Um, or mate you could or, do
0: you and get 10 hits.
1: Yeah, or you could do a <laughs> me and just roll sixes. Um yeah, that's okay. Exactly. Uh, we've all been there. Um and and are all at cleave 2. Um and that's just with with very little um very little setup. They don't need any setup to go. You know, a couple of other units in this book uh, needs a bit of thought. They, they, they need a bit of planning to really maximise their output. Warbred are just out of the box, go, go, go. Uh, and then if you do manage to get their sequencing right and you get them into war um, to, to buff up their defences and resolves and make them super tanky so they can they can, they can play the attrition game, uh, if you get them into death and you, you get them up to, to tier two, um, You know, they become probably highest potential damage output in the game, maybe point for point. Uh look, you you, that'd be they'd be well, well, well up there. I mean they're just gonna mince mince almost anything you put in front of them. Nothing standing up to twenty hits at Cleave Two, um with some of them being smart. Um that's just silly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a lot. And yeah, you're not going to be prepared for it the first couple times it hits you and then you'll be like, Oh, okay. Um, and they can just yep. they can do so much work to heavy infantry, so much work to elite infantry, so much work to chaff. They they just they, they honestly have a bit of an answer for everything just because of Cleave Two, the output of attacks, inbuilt relentless blows, and the way that they just work with all of the tracks for the um the war champ they can just do exactly what you need them to do when you need them to do it
1: oh they're phenomenal but they're they they they're an all-purpose uh killing machine they know exactly what they're going to do and they can do it in multiple different ways Um, but each one of those ways is really effective so they're they're really efficient unit um be afraid if you're on the other end of war bread and focus these guys down um, is my is my advice? Try to hit them first because the cleave the, the defense two, uh, sorry, defense three, three isn't yeah. particularly strong. It's medium. It's, it's middle of the line. Um, you hit these guys with anything with cleave, and you can you can chop them down pronto. And that's what you probably need to do because if you let these guys swing and dictate terms, especially if you let them build their buffs, um, you know they're hitting what you what and killing what they want to.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: <laughs> and speaking of hitting and killing what they want to, Reese, let's talk about penitent so the last little thing about this one is the whole they get the burnout so they get to choose to take decay three
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh which i'm well aware of as a spy player and they get the plus one clash and the plus too much
0: what do you think of that i think it's okay i don't see it being super take all the time like it's not an auto include it's something that you'd probably throw on for fun if you had a few points left over and you couldn't think of anything else to do but the decay 3 is a heavy cost for like sure it gives you plus 2 much so they now become move 8 and their clash 3 base 4 with um death 5 inspired but the the the, the con to that just seems like a, a bit steep to pay mm.
1: Mm. Uh, absolutely and look i guess it's all about it's all relative isn't it it's if these guys couldn't get the job done and needed penitent to get over the line i would be saying that would probably be worthwhile because you know if these guys were a little bit worse um and needed additional buffs like penitent to actually become blenders then sure Okay, I can see the value. I can see the trade off. Decay three is rubbish. So you're rolling, if you've got four of these across, you're rolling twelve dice. You're expected, you're expected to kill one of your four, just mm-hmm. out of decay. Um, yeah. That's a huge cost to pay when they're expensive. Um, but you do turn them into pretty good blenders. You know that they, mm-hmm. they definitely do get pluses, but they're already amazing. And you give them the war track and they're already amazing on top of amazing. You know, you, it's just stuff you don't need.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those added in for fun. I imagine the model for the pen penitent will look amazing. And so oh, you yeah. probably'll probably just use it as a as a, a war bread of its own. But yeah, it's uh it's one of those upgrades. It's a bit of a weird one.
1: Yeah, and look, it's a it's a completely thematic um or maybe not thematic. I'm not quite sure what the theme of it is, but it's it's pretty. It's a narrative play. You can work something into it, um, and and you know if you want to run it, and please do prove us wrong. If we're we're poo pooing the penitent and and you, you know when this drops and you run it and you think it's it's the best thing since last bread, drop us mm-hmm. a drop us a comment on our yeah. Facebook let us know. <laughs> let us know how wrong we are, and we will give you serious two thumbs up. Um, but yeah, no, at the moment it's a bit of a poo poo for me.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Now that's everything from wave one, wave two, um, that we've been told of, obviously. Um and yeah, so that's that's what you guys can look forward to for this first half of twenty twenty one for the Wadron. Um obviously we don't know what comes next. Um I imagine maybe June, July we'll see it or maybe even as early as May we'll see an, another um another catalogue and they might run through the next half of the year and there could be some more amazing stuff on there for the wudrum but what we're going to do now is i reckon monty if we pick one unit each that's on this list that we like and we talk about it just to just to tease the stuff that's still coming
1: just as a as a, a delicate taster to yep. the wonder that is the wudrum all right man i'm gonna let you go first
0: done i am gonna hit you with one that i love and i don't know if anybody else shares my enthusiasm for this unit but it's the hunting pack um (laughs) why not go for it this unit is really interesting right so it's a light cavalry unit and it's a mainstay for the predator um these things are just really interesting and i've used them in just about every game i've play tested and i love them every time so their Movement 7, their Volley 1, their Clash 1, they've got 6 attacks each, their 3 Wounds each, their Resolve 3, Defense 1, Evasion 2. They have the special rules Fluid Formation, Feral, Vanguard, Unsung, and Flurry. And they're 165 points. Now, the only important thing to note with this unit is it cannot be joined by characters, so it has to be on its lonesome. But this unit is hilariously fast, hilariously annoying, and actually rolls a lot of dice um, for what it well, what you'd expect. Um, so, like their raptor brethren, they have the fluid formation. So at the start or end of their activation, they can do a free reform. They have Feral, which means they don't set a reinforcement line, which is a good thing, considering how fast they can move. Um, They have the Vanguard special rule, which means the turn that they come in, they can literally move 21 inches up the board. That's so fast. Yeah. And then Unsung, meaning... So Unsung is the one where they don't count or benefit from the chant system, and Flurry lets you reroll all of your hits. You clash one... You'll be Clash 2 when you Inspire. You'll be Clash 3 if you're Famine or Death. That's the best you've got. But they're so much fun just to run 21 inches up the board and then fluid formation them so they're just stuck to the edge of the board. And then the next turn, you fluid formation them again and just run them again. And then they're just sitting on your opponent's deployment line being a pain mm. in the backside. You love these guys, mate. Um, they're so good. You,
1: you absolutely love them. And I, I appreciate that their tactical, their tactical role <laughs> being that, you know, you're taking them to disrupt. Yep. Um, if you can get them right to the reinforcement line, if you can, if you can pin something in that really doesn't want to be pinned, um, you know, they're great. They, I mean, for me, that class, native clash of one
0: is... Oh, it's pants. It's absolute pants.
1: It's a, it's a it's a bit but now i'm gonna preface this with if these guys didn't have unsung they'd probably be broken they'd be yeah. phenomenal yeah um and i'm really glad they didn't because it'd be an auto include um but yeah. a native clash of one so you're hitting on twos on inspire yes you've got it. flurry but yeah. yeah i mean it's it's not bad and you're rolling a lot of dice as you said you know you can get quite a few hits through um yeah but they're expensive you've only got three wounds each you've got an evasion of two
0: uh,
1: i can see their appeal
0: yeah for me it's just that hilarity that they that they exist like they're the the <laughs> fact that before the, the fact that in like two, that. The, in two <laughs> turns they can move 35 inches across the board is just mind-blowing because that means you can quite literally deny your opponent A point on their board edge that they can deploy from. Yeah, gross. (laughs) Yeah, they are
1: like that, and they at they um. I think the, the, the Spires, Prowlers, when Buff can do something very similar Yeah. Um, when they come. So that'll be fun to watch that sort of minigame. Yeah. Um, the deployment minigame, who can get on?
0: Yeah. Um, but it's, just, it's, it's yeah. A, a unit that I've had a great amount of success with, a unit that I've loved playing, because, yeah, you roll a lot of dice with them, so it just helps out. Um, you don't expect them to do anything, but they're there, they exist, they do their job, um, and it's great fun.
1: Yeah, they're super good. They're, they're quite good. Tactically, I think um, great disruption, harassment piece. Um, if you, I mean, you, you'll you'll strike lucky. You'll roll a bucket of dice and you'll just come up trumps. And you'll go, wow, that's that was unexpected. Um, they <laughs> just ripped through this entire this entire opponent. Um, and you'll go hunting pack two thumbs. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: it. Uh, now, mate, That's that's my pick. Hit me with yours.
1: Ah, oh, so many good ones. Like I'm trying to pick one that doesn't have an awful lot of rules text because I'm aware we've sat here for hours and hours, yeah. um, and 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 I will probably I'm gonna have to go Rexy boy. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: gonna have to go big, big, big T himself, uh, the apex predator, Big T Rex. Um, I... I I think this is great. I think he is a really interesting piece. And Mm -hmm. the Apex Predator is one of those where, thematically, this is what new players will look to. Um, You know, they see an army advertised as orcs riding dinosaurs. That is the Wudrun to the layman. And the Apex Predator is the ultimate dinosaur to run. And he, he, I don't think, will let you down. So he's, he's a big boy. So he is a monster, understandably so. He is a heavy monster, mm. movement of eight, volley of one, clash of three, eight attacks, 12 wounds, resolve of four, defense of three, evasion of zero. Now the special rules, he has cleave two, he has deadly blades, unstoppable, he's terrifying two, and he is fearless. Mm-hmm. so before we go any further this rule this withdrawn uh, rules release will also modify the way terrifying works so terrifying is now being changed to terrifying x because previously we've only had the ability for terrifying to reduce your the resolve of anyone in contact with them by 1 but mm-hmm. now it's now it's introducing a, a value of x so you know certain things that are bigger and badder uh I, I, you know i.e. the rex himself has terrifying effect too. So you subtract two from your um, opposing regiment's result, yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah, um, really, really good, really good. So he comes in at one hundred and eighty points because I'm sure you're waiting for the points cost. Um, and he has the option of an icon of conquest special rule, uh, which you mentioned it earlier, Reese. But that basically means that he can, he doesn't contribute to the track but he can blow the track and, yes and so yeah the, in
0: in yeah yeah the exact wording of it is regiments with the special rule may chant the battle cry regardless of their type but they do not place markers in the sequence so yeah. you'll be able to if you if he's your third card he'll go off with the with the effects but he wouldn't give you a token if you drew him as your first second or whatever so yeah
1: yeah, and so you can give him basically if you if you time him right, you can give him um, the le- basically the first level of anything because you'd have to be you'd have to go at 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 two two tokens. Mm. Um, actually, no, that's not true because if you no, did a you can go with it, so, him, yeah, yeah, you can go, yeah, you go there. You go. Sorry, my mistake. Um, so I mean, that's I mean, with I, I, I'm gonna say that you'd always take the icon if I'm honest. I don't think they'd ever I think,
0: the, ever take I think the for icon. 20 for 20 points it's it's interesting yeah. I um I can see merit in it but it also depends on the warband that it's attached to. Mm. Um and I think that's going to heavily impact what it wants to do. Um yeah. it's got unstoppable so you don't really need famine but if you run it as say death for example, I mean it's inherent clash value of 3 would go to four, would go to five, um, if it chanted death level one. So, so you know, you can actually get a lot of a lot of um, work out of what it does there. But yeah, it's um, I think twenty points. It's probably the first twenty points I'd look at if I had points left over at this with this list, because having the ability for this unit to gain those buffs, I think, is really useful. Um, yeah i agree and, yeah and even something like bastion right where you could because it's a monster unit it can't be broken unless you dismay it um so you could suddenly be resolved for defense four, which is mm. good um mm. so yeah it's it's got some interesting um some interesting moments um uh, i mean obviously the 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 war tier two is kind of lost on it because it doesn't need the cleave And the resolve plus two, I mean, sure, it gets it to six, but kind of unnecessary, all things considered. I mean, it's good, but it's you'd probably want to look at death or conquest, for example, um, where you could get the uh, evasion um, and the uh, plus three march. Yeah.
1: Yeah, look, this guy is a big, big boy, and the damage output he's doing is probably not as much as what you would expect from a big, big T-Rex, but it's not insignificant. It is a, a significant amount of damage through, um, and the, the, the key point is he has deadly Blades built in. So target-dependent, this guy is ripping through whatever you want him to rip through. You know, if you put oh. this guy into Trolls, you are ripping through trolls. Now, of course, they're just going to pop up again like little gnome, little troll people. Um, (laughs) But but that's neither hit all there. You know, he's ripping through everything. You know, his his ability, the terrifying two, I don't think you can undersell. Um, You know, if you take something down to a resolve of one and you do, say, ten wounds to it or eight wounds to it, um, you basically, you know, that's the end of that, of the bulk of that, whoever you're hitting. Like, you're killing them. Because you look at it.
0: You look at regiments on average, they usually resolve three, two to four, but three yeah, is two usually the average. So, yeah. yeah, the fact that, and if imagine if you got this guy on the flank, right? They're now neg two, and they have to re-roll any successful resolve tests they make. Yeah, you'll pass it so, yeah, he's just, <laughs> he, he is terrifying. He is a giant T-Rex. Um, and the model is going to be immaculate. I'm really excited to see that one. Uh, so far, we've only really seen concept art, um, but the model itself should be incredibly spicy.
1: It's got to be great. And also, it's 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 without. I don't want to go too much into it because you know it's going to take a long, long time. But with the Apex, there is a a mechanic in this game, sorry, in this army list that lets you actually put a character on the back of the T-Rex. Yes, Um, and it's called the rider, rider mechanic, and look, and again, it's probably something that we will probably cover in a in a later video down the line.
0: Um, it'll just, it'll uh, probably uh, need about an episode all of its own to explain because
1: there is a lot going ex- on. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack with it, and it, it has some conditions and, and x plus y equals, equals 17. So, it it, 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 I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm after today, I'm, I'm a little bit raw, so I'm not going to go through <laughs> it right now. Um, or bear with me. And, uh, but no, it's, it, it can be written by a character that can bring additional benefits. There's additional, um, artifacts that juice it up a little bit, so make it, you know, give it more attacks and, and give, give it a bit of extra spaz. Um, so, you know, you can go all in on this big boy and and make him go, whoo! Um, if you run him without the, con- the Icon of Conquest, if you run him without any additional buffs, uh, maybe a little underwhelming, maybe, um, depending mm-hmm. on your dice rolls, depending on what you're hitting. Uh, but if you, you know, depending on the other flip side of that coin, he could do a lot of work. So, yeah, I think it's pretty good.
0: Nah, for sure. Now, that's all the units we're going to cover for now, guys. There are so many more in this that it's... We'll, we will come back. We will revisit this because we we know we do want to give you guys our opinions and thoughts and, and all the goodness that is within this army list. Um, for this one, it's going to be a pure focus on basically Wave 1 like we've done, um, yeah. the follow-up wave, and then a couple of exciting bits and pieces that are coming. Now the only other thing we'll sort of touch on now is a couple of relics because some of the relics this army has are great, like mind-blowingly <laughs> great. And so, and there's so <laughs> many that you're like, oh, I could use that, and I could do this. So, how about we do this, mate? We'll pick a couple and we'll go from yep. there. Now, what Should we I'm do? Two
1: each s- or three each?
0: Let's do two each because I think two that'll that that'll be perfectly fine. Now, what I'm going to start with is I'm going to start with Death's Gaze. So, Death's Gaze is a banner, and it can only be taken by infantry characters. Now, it's 25 points, and the way it works is, any regiment the character joins gains throwing weapons, as a special rule, which, for anybody who's not a Nord player, means you get to do impact hits. Now, while the regiment has four or more non-character stands, or already has throwing weapons you also gain unstoppable charge, which means you roll your full attacks, not half, for your impact hits. So good.
1: How many points does that raise?
0: 25. It's it's amazing. Absolutely amazing.
1: Pretty <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. no, yeah, it's pretty it's spicy. A, it's a really good relic. Um, to my understanding, it's been a hot minute, but I'm pretty sure you need Tactical Retinue to run a yeah. banner relic. Yeah, cool. Dude, at, least, um, at least Tier 1. Yeah, cool. Sweet. So, yeah, five, so basically it's 30 points, because you have to spend 5 points for Tier 1 Tactical, um, or in this case Tactics of Conquest, and then you pay 25 points for death Gaze, and your unit just gets impact hits, which is amazing.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: mm-hmm super good um you know it it just turns the 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 tactical situation where you just are too far out you can't reach a charge and clash uh you to conquest to give yourself plus three march so you march yourself up plus three you then charge in and you're getting an awful lot of impact hits Mm. um so you're getting you know sort of pseudo clash in with heaps of additional threat range it's it's real strong real strong
0: now the 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 other relic I'm gonna I'm gonna hit, which because I think it's just cool, is called the Dream Catcher, which is a talisman. It's 45 points, and the character gains an additional supremacy ability called Winds Children, which is all friendly regiments within eight inches gain Torrential Fire as a special rule. Um,
1: I mean I don't know how that. Relates to catching dreams, but I mean, you're you're catching the salty tears of your opponent when you line yeah. up with all of the hunters
0: all yep. of the time, mate. <laughs> all of the hunters, all of the raptors, like they they all have ranged attacks. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's one turn of you you black out the sky with all those that's shots. Great. Yeah, that's great. That's, I love it. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> yeah, those those are my two picks, mate. What are yours, man?
1: Actually, just, just with rules-wise, mm-hmm. these abilities that give plus, uh, like, an additional supremacy ability... You can only supremacy they...
0: once, so...
1: Yes. Yeah. So you, can, you have the choice of either doing this or the supremacy you chose at the start. Yes, yeah. Ah, yeah, very good. Thank you. I, I was just quer- querying that, because I'm like, is it an addition? If it's an addition, that's real strong. But the it's only not, thing okay.
0: that I would... I, I, that I'm uncertain about is if you have a supremacy that exists all the time, yeah. If, yeah. if it overwrites that as well, because I'd have to look that up. But for an ability that activates, you can only ever choose to activate one supremacy ability. So
1: I would think that would because the the well, I, well, and we haven't touched on on supremacies. which we'll quickly run through them just just uh, as a cursory glance. Yeah, um, yeah. The Matriarch Queen's one's always active. If mm. she had this. I would I would sort of rule that they always active would still be active and then she could she could blow this one to to for the turn um, I yeah. think that makes sense
0: that makes but sense anyway. to me as well so i I'd, I'd probably raise that as an FAQ just to double check but I, I'd have to double check the FAQ as well to see if it's mentioned there so
1: mm.
0: <laughs> yes definitely oh yes
1: and look as 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 bridge said, honestly there are Oh, well, there are a lot of good ones in here, guys. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of tasty, tasty artifacts that, that have real tactical impact. And I think that's, the, that's the, the best thing about these artifacts. You know, the other factions, their artifacts are really good. But they're, they're almost a nice to have. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they're, 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 there's a couple of them which are, are really good. Um, but then there's a couple of them, just, just, oh, just a little thematic extra. Um, whereas some of these are like fundamentally change the tactics of what it goes with, like mm-hmm. it, it 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 completely morphs what it turns that unit into and and gives it an entire new role. So like it it's so impactful, and I, I think probably just as a, as an observation, more impactful than than many of the other factions. But that's just me and and probably my love affair with. With the withdraw at this point in time?
0: No, um, I, I agree. I think especially when you look at the other factions, the relics are fairly you'll find a couple of good ones and move on. But with the Wadron, there is sort of a relic for every every moment um, and every build. so you can actually play around a lot more with the the Wardrin relics I, I find. so
1: yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the first seven on this first page and I'm thinking six that are great. <laughs> like, and that's just page one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we were, you know, and then you know, spoilers. Um. Okay, I get two. Oh, I've oh, yeah, only got I'm two. Come got two. Think You got to make a count, mate. It's it's on. It's on. Okay. Well, look, I can't go past. Um. The. Uh, well, look, we've. I won't. I won't mention We've already mentioned the the um the mantle of the devoted, which is is thirty points, and that is the artifact that lets any regiment get fanatic which lets them get the last um tier of the war track which it's in terms of, of tactical importance that's probably overall my pick for, for most tactically relevant but we've already mentioned it so that's not one of my two haha um <laughs> i'm gonna say touched by the goddess just as a, as an interesting one i think it's cool yep. 10 points the character follows the cult conquest yeah so one of the problems you have writing withdrawn lists is that you are stuck with, if you're right, because everything is quite expensive, uh, for good reason, because everything is is quite strong. So if if, if you've got really expensive warbands, sometimes you're only running two. So you're, You might only be running two characters because you just do not have the spare points to run three. Um, obviously, depending on, on makeup and whatnot, you can certainly run three, you can certainly run four, and, and but but by and large, you might be running two. So it's actually sometimes difficult to to get your... You know, to get to, if you want to sort of cross dip into different war tracks to get death on something and then war on something else, it's it's quite difficult. Whereas mm-hmm. if you get a character having a cult of conquest icon, it gives you supreme flexibility because you get that cult of icon conquest. It doesn't matter if that you you then sort of sequence a war icon. You can then you know you can then blow war when you otherwise you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Um and it's it just gives you that flexibility. And for 10 points, I think it's a really good one in that it it may not come up all that often, but it might be a point where you build around that as a as like a, a mid turn, every turn that's what you factor into your tactical thinking. Mm. Um in that the character is now called conquest. I can use that to sort of you know swing this in my favor if I need to. Um yeah, yeah. it's great. I think it's good. Um the other one that I want to mention is Oh, really good. Uh, the Hidden Fang. Ooh. I love this. I love this so much. Uh, now, you know, maybe it's it's referenced by my Spire origins um, and my absolute love of the Mimetic Assassin. Uh, <laughs> and anyone who's listening knows why the Mimetic Assassin is the absolute meat and potatoes of any dueling list because he has the Quicksilver Strike special rule. Mm-hmm. What if I told you, Reese, that by any hero paying ten points, they can get the Quicksilver Strike special roll?
0: <laughs> and yeah, that's that's so good. Like imagine that on a, <laughs> imagine that on a queen. Um, you know that you've chucked, you know, some retinue and stuff on, uh, or a sign of conquest with his cleave 2. Like mm-hmm. you can you can actually do some hurt swinging first. With, um, oh, yeah.
1: so, like so, for those who are listening who don't know, that the Quicksilver <laughs> Strike, um, yes, yeah, so we just, just go on with it without um, going through. <laughs> yeah, without context. Uh, look, it allows when, when, when you activate a duel, um, duel action, and that's accepted. So when you start a duel, uh, Quicksilver means that normally when you duel, you both go at the same time. So you essentially both roll your attack dice simultaneously sort of that's how it sort of works. With yep. Quicksilver, you go first, so you resolve your injury first. If you manage to kill them, they can't roll against you uh, because you've gone first. So it's it's a, it's a huge, and that that's on both jewels. So if they duel you, you go first. Yeah, uh, and you initiate it. You go first. So it just gives you like it become you become a dueling master, um, You're the master of the duel because you hit first. Now in in instances where the character is unlikely to uh you know one hit ko the opposing um character it's it's good but it's not amazing mm. but if you can build a character that is you know nine times out of ten on good rolls, gonna one hit ko the vast majority of the cast it becomes an incredible control tool you know if you've mm. got any any nasty characters if you've got a if you've got a mirror match where you've got a matriarch queen um, in a block of something, stopping them from breaking. She's healing everything around her. It's a pain in the bum. You know, you just hit and fang. You take her out without her replying, returning serve. It's super strong.
0: Yep. Now, that is a bit harder to do because the, the, in that instance, because Inspiring Presence means you could just decline the jewel, Don't break. It's fine. But there's a because of the rider that we spoke about earlier, there's some clever ways to get around stuff like that. Um, but that's, we'll do that in another episode, guys, because it, it, there's, a, there's <laughs> that's, so that's, much.
1: That's, yeah. that's next, next, next yeah. time. <laughs> there's so much
0: to talk about with that. But yes, so needless to say, I agree. The Quicksilver Strikes is amazing. Uh, Mimetic Assassins are great. And so being able to literally put that on any hero in the Wadron is also a, just a, a great choice.
1: And I think it would be remiss of us to not mention one or two Masteries, because I, in some ways I think these Masteries define the Wadrun to a yep. certain extent, uh, to to a little bit. I mean, define is, is probably... A bit, a I think
0: bit, we could quite both heavily. quite easily agree on the two Masteries we need to talk about. I think so. Run us away, Reese. What are we talking Mate, about? I will say Wasteland Adder. So <laughs> this is a tactical Mastery. It's 30 points and it means that the unit you're in uh, game flank, done.
1: Super good. And I will just preface this with uh, it's actually only 20 points.
0: Oh, is uh, it? Oh, it's changed. Amazing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 20 points. Uh, if they don't have the Rider Special Rule, uh, the, yes. the, the regiment they have joined gains the flank Special Rule. Uh, you've probably already heard us talk about the Skirmisher. Uh, sorry, not the Skirmisher. The, the, um, the Tracker. The tracker, thank you. Uh, in a, a, a very low-cost way of getting flank. This now provides another relatively low-cost way of getting flank. So now we have two ways of getting flank yep. efficiently. And then,
0: and then Tactics of Conquest as a retinue for another way to get flank. So
1: There you are, you've got three flanks. So these guys are coming on, uh, and they're coming on reliably. So a lot of other, um, you know, th- say like, you know, Dwegum. Dwegum have really good combat units they have really good defensive units they've got some really good mixture but they have the one drawback where they they cannot influence their reinforcement role in any way as it currently stands now that might change when they get their army rules we don't know but as it stands they their heavies are vulnerable to rolling poorly and never turning up their mediums, uh, obviously, mediums less so because it's it's less of an unforgiving role. But still, roll pants. You're not coming in, and because they're slow, in you, you, know, you, you your impact on the battle for that battle is lower because you can't guarantee your reinforcement. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um,
1: whereas, which uh, have very potent uh, options, uh, as we've discussed briefly um and, and all of a sudden now have two ways of influencing the reinforcement to their advantage and it, it's 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 really look i'm going to be honest it's, it's very very good um mm-hmm. it's it's it, it defines them it's they're quick they're not as quick as nords because nords i mean blooded uh, four of their warband getting flank is, is phenomenal but <laughs> two of them is very good uh and 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 it may be better than that so the last mastery we'll talk about is loyalty which is 30 points only 30. Only 30. Regiments in this character's warband add plus one to their reinforcement roles.
0: Yeah, it's probably one of the best masteries in this entire game.
1: So for those playing at home, lights coming in on a three plus turn one now come in on a two plus. Mediums turn two will come in on a four rather plus? than a five plus they'll come in on a four plus and similarly heavies in term three will come in on a four plus. So you're adding an incredible amount of extra, extra um reliability when you mm-hmm. you know you're basically almost fifty percent greater chance to get them in. Um yeah. banana's good so good. So good. It's it's, it's you never leave without it.
0: No loyalty is is almost an auto include unless you're running a list that really capitalizes on a bunch of flank or units you can live with coming in you know a little bit haphazardly but if you want pure consistency then yeah you can't go past loyalty it is such a powerful ability to be able to get lights on twos then lights on twos mediums on fours then lights automatic mediums on twos Heavies on fours, and then mediums automatic, and heavies on twos. Like it's crazy. Man, your mental math then was great. It was well on point. <laughs> <laughs> two, two
1: thumbs, my brother. Two thumbs. No, um, it's, it, <laughs> it
0: is. It's just that good. Like being able to like basically guarantee when your army is on the board, because we all know how hard it is to roll a five on a d six, and rolling a four hell of a lot easier. So it's just one of those things. Uh, um, it, and just, yeah, 30 points, you pay it every day. It, in my practice games with this,
1: through the various rules iterations, this is the one that's always stayed constant from the, from, from the start to now. You could tell that this was a key in the uh, their Paradellum sort of identity and mentality of, of the Woodrun. Um, and it, I could tell you there was not a single game where I didn't say loyalty was un- believable. It it, it just it just makes games for Woodrowing. It really does. It, it, yep. That's all I'll say, and I, I don't want to talk about it anymore because um, I'll just be... We'll be here all night. All Additional night. ways of waxing lyrical over the loyalty <laughs> mastery. Uh, and look, we talked about... And this is a great little segue into Supremacies because we said, how many ways can we influence a reinforcement role? Mm, There's another way,
0: Reese. There is. There sure is. <laughs> so it's... Uh, conveniently enough, it is the Queen's Supremacy ability... Um, which the name escapes me, so give me a sec while I scroll up to it. It's called The Matriarch Walks. So while this character stand is on the battlefield, you may reroll a single reinforcement die per turn. This supremacy ability is always considered to be active. It's good.
1: It's solid. not, I think it's solid. It's not great. I, I don't think it's great purely because, um, and by great, I mean great in relation to all the other uh, masters in the game
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: it's great I mean, obviously it's, it's good there's no doubt about that i think the fact that it's it's while this character is on the battlefield matria unless you're bringing her in hunters um which isn't a bad option mind um but if she's coming in on mediums she has to come in in that turn two role anyway which means that it's going to be turn three before her supremacy is is even is even active mm-hmm. um and at that point, you've already got loyalty. You've got a couple of other things involved. I mean, is it just more of something that's a good to have um, versus something that actually is tactically making or breaking your game? I just mm. think because it's not active till turn three,
0: eh, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's good, it's good right. for what it does, but yeah, it's one of those things. Now, yep. uh, the Predator is Thrill of the Kill. Uh, this is the one I use the most throughout um, testing, just because I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, so your regiments may re-roll charge rolls this turn. Great. In addition, light, so yeah. In addition, so bear in mind, that's just part one. It keeps going. In addition, light regiments add plus three to their charge distance. Medium regiments add plus one to their charge distance. And heavy regiments add one hit for each engaged stand of that regiment to any impact hits they make um it's it's so good because you look at that plus three to charge for lights right and then you remember that famine exists and it gives you a plus two to charge and so in one turn you could have a unit of raptors with movement (laughs) movement eight with a minimum plus five to their charge roll meaning it's a minimum 14 inch charge guaranteed (laughs)
1: Yeah, and that's re-rolling um, because of the first part of that supremacy. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think I don't think anyone can argue that. Um, if it, it, I think this is one where obviously it is a little bit dependent on on what you're stacking into your warbands uh, and and your overall list. I think if you're running some lights, uh, obviously amazing choice because uh, they get the full benefit. The plus three to charge is is super significant. I'm pretty sure. What is the Arden Kiowa? Uh, his supremacy for wood for for um plus two two plus two charge it's just army wide plus two for one turn. So this yep. is re-roll charges and lights get plus three. So you like take that Kirawa. Um get the hell yep. out of here.
0: It's um, a better version.
1: Yeah. Medium regiments add plus one, which is where I mean I whenever I play with Druin, I've been stacking mediums um uh, just in my tactical playthrough. It's just how I seem to pick this army up and run with it. Mm. Um and that plus one to charge is good. And plus re-roll is great. It means you can sort of leave some of those standard bearers at home um, because obviously standard bearers, the main role is to re-roll your charges. So you can save... Yes, yeah, so if, if you if you can sort of get half of your stuff impacting the opponent in one key turn, then this is unbelievable because that mm. ability to re-roll charges, you're more reliable, you get in, um, it's go, go, go time. Yep. Um, And that's great. So, yeah, I think it's really,
0: really good. And then the last one is the, or at least on release, is the Scion of Conquest. Uh, And his uh, Supremacy is probably my favorite from the faction. Um, It's Visions of Conquest. Until the end of this turn, each time you would draw a card from your command stack, instead, search your command stack and play a command card of your choice. You can literally build your deck on the fly. Hello. (laughs) So you can just go, you can, it's like, oh, cool. End of turn. Sweet. We build our command stacks. You just slap all your cards together, put them down, and you go, I'm done. And I'm going to pop Supremacy. And then it's like, no matter what happens, you go, oh, I won the roll off. Pick up your deck, search for it, and go, I'm going to activate this unit. Put it back down. Your opponent goes, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Pick it back up, search for the counter, play that. It is amazing. Mate, I love the fact that you're putting a
1: deck together. This, to me, you play it, you throw your cards down like a haphazard 21 pickup, <laughs> um, and you just basically say, yeah, whatever, I'm not even going to give you the dignity of picking my cards up. They're on the table in an in a, in a, in a insulting way. I'm yep. just going to pick one up at random as I choose and, and play it this turn. So good. When you consider the, the the buff synergies resolve around ruthlessly getting things in the order that you need them to go, mm-hmm. this just becomes... I mean, this supremacy ability in any other faction would be good. It would be good. Yep. In this faction, it's just bonkers.
0: Because it means that you can build your chant on the fly. It's bonkers. It's just bonkers good. Um,
1: and don't let anyone tell you different. It's bonkers. No, exactly. Um, the, it may not have the instant plus that some of the others have, um, but for a whole turn and you, you know, this is, your, this is your turn, you know, this is your turn to go, this is... I'm going to play this game and I'm going to sculpt this game and the outcome based on what I want to happen. And, and this, I mean, this ability is so good. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's, it's brilliant. But yeah, all the premises are great. Um, and yeah, it, it just sort of proves how well done the Wadron are overall when you can go, oh, I could run the Queen for the reroll or I could run the Predator for the um the extra bonus to my charges. Or I could run the Cylon for that important turn where I can just build my deck. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's really good. Mm. Mm. So good, mate.
1: I, I think that's I think that's it. Um, I I certainly hope that's it. I am I'm running on fumes at the moment,
0: mate. I um, I'm much the same. I can I can see the light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. Um, but no, uh, thank you so much, mate, for for joining uh, me for this little trip down happy lane for the Wadron, and thank you to everybody who's uh listened to this and we uh, we appreciate your your time because this is another long one um and we we really appreciate any feedback you guys have um we will be back to you very very soon with probably realistically part two of this faction focus where we'll go into a bit more stuff because there's just so much good to talk about um and we really want to get it all out there for you guys so that you can you know listen to it all and be like properly ready for the wadron and hype for the wadron so um we really hope you appreciate this uh, and enjoy it uh monty what are what are the closing thoughts have you got my man reese i've got
1: nothing i've got nothing more to say other than what an absolute joy it was to recall with you today Uh, You're a gentleman and a scholar, and everyone around the world, (laughs) I hope you're safe. Uh, I hope you're treating each other with kindness and rolling some damn good dice.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Monty. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you in the next one.